Here's three great reasons to get the new Samsung Galaxy S21 5G at T-Mobile. One, it's free for both current and new customers when you trade in an eligible device. Two, T-Mobile's the leader in 5G coverage. So three, you can unleash 5G speeds in more places with your new phone. Get the new Galaxy S21 free at T-Mobile, the leader in 5G coverage. Phone via 24 monthly bill credits plus tax. If you cancel credit, stop and balance on required finance agreement may be due. Contact us. Qualifying credit and consumer plan required. See details at T-Mobile.com. Blog Talk Radio. It's fun for all the Protesters against the colored only section to the 
Genesis in The frost mixing, the contradiction The cross, the crucifixion The loss we took for sinning All Easter's back inscription That it was written, that nothing is coincidence in. They took our leaders and they lynched them Welcome to the Truth to Power show. My name is Beverly D. And we have with us tonight, tonight is Friday, we have Thomas, also known as Tutmo, and L.A. Ramon. And they are going to be talking about countdown to a post-human world hanging from a digital noose. So, as always, a lot of information here uh, that you're going to be getting uh, from both of these knowledgeable young men. Tugmos in L.A., are you there? Peace. What's good, Bev? What's good, Ramon? Peace to the Peace. family. Happy, happy four to everybody. Happy New Year. Um, so we've happy been New Year. And, um, yes, ma'am. Um, Peace, Ramon, are you there? Peace, 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 Thomas, Auntie Bev. Good evening, Hey. Yeah, man. So, Bear, where did you um, where did you do for New Year's? Did you go out to party? You know, did you go um, no, go to the club? No, <laughs> no, no, no. I was no. just joking with you. <laughs> you know, I, I, all, all my life, I did that New York Times Square thing once. And it was okay. the most horrible experience ever. Okay, it was um, all the people. Well, I, I didn't realize this until years later because I was like 16 and me and all my homies, you know, we're going to go do it. And uh, I didn't realize it until um, years later that um, um, the whole paradigm was when I was working in that area, I would walk down the street and get off the train, you know, 730 in the morning and people was already out there. I said, wait a minute, these people out here for tonight? So when I when you go to the Times Square event, well, you're going to be stepping on this piss, doodle, and throw up, because that's all that's left out there. You understand what I'm saying mm. to you? Yeah, it's yeah. terrible. Yeah, so it's not always cracked up to be. You see everybody standing there kissing with their big hats on. Just imagine they standing on somebody else's doodle. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm. it's nasty out there. Yes. Did they have Johns out there? Did they have those Johns, the toilets, portable toilets? Nah, they can't have any of that out there. It's on the street, you know. Everything gets barricaded wow. to the center of the street, and um, you know, saying that's how it works. Um, so, mm-hmm. um, you know, even um, because prior to that, like. Few weeks earlier than New Year's, they have the Rockefeller tree lighting 
and it's the same, like, it's not, it's much cleaner, you know what I'm saying, but, mm-hmm. you know, because it's not happening 12 midnight, and you don't have to be there at 7 o'clock in the morning just to see it, you know, it's, so people were just, what, what they were doing when I went, right, the, the women would form circles, and then um, they would form a circle, and then uh, whoever had to use the bathroom would go in the middle of the circle, and they would use the bathroom, and the rest of their friends, it's like zero degrees, you know, and then guys would just form circles and do a little piss thing, you know, and, you know, that's how we went to the bathroom, you know, it was just disgusting. It was nasty. <laughs> Not all it was cracked up to be. Well, I guess it was cracked up to be, but, you know, disgusting. Yeah, certainly yes, now. Um, but we, um, Ramon, you there, brother? Yeah, I'm here. I'm just li- I'm listening, bro. <laughs> oh, okay, I'm just paying okay. attention. Yeah, yeah, checking it out. Um, I was gonna ask y'all what y'all think about uh, considering what we talked about before 2020. You know, we talking about um, ways that we might want to consider moving. What y'all think about the stabbing starting off the year and the uh, the bombing of the, the so-called Iran leader? You know, being hit in this little bomb situation. I mean, what's y'all take on that? Yeah. Um, well, the stabbing, I think, the, I think the stabbing is ridiculous because the brother is mentally challenged. He can't help himself. But they keep calling this a hate crime. Like, he deliberately went looking for some small hats and curl heads, and he was going to go stab him up on. No, the, the, his own doctor said, this dude is off the chain. You know, he, he's walking around with a bottle of bleach because he thinks stuff is crawling on his skin. You know, he was in Iraq war, and he got hit with a roadside bomb, and he experienced severe head trauma. So this isn't just like someone I'm saying is is, is mentally, he he was in the war, and he got hit in the head. So it's, it's confirmed. But how the media is keeping all that out of it, that's showing you who's behind it. You know what I'm saying? What you think yeah. about it, though, bro? Man, I just think it's doing what I, I think it's I think it's doing what we've been told was going to happen. We're going to have a lot of distractions to keep collectivism from happening. Because um, the numbers and stuff, I notice when I hear one side of the the numbers being read for this year, I'm hearing people who are talking in the four, which is a time of a lot of conflict. You know, basically a lot of things going on, but, you know, in that same number, you have 22, which my understanding is the super advancement of uh, basically the opposite effect of the four. You can, you can choose to live in 22 or practice it, go, go into 22, and you can experience these things that we're talking about, you know, collectivism, solution making, you know, it just depends on what you want to live in this year. I see they already trying to keep us in that four is what I'm saying. You know, they starting out with the chaos, the distraction, making people think that whatever their resolutions may be for this year might be questionable or doubtful. You know, starting that energy off, you know, with something bad already. They're trying to keep us in the box, huh? That's what I think, you know. Keep you thinking about what was going on last year as opposed to moving forward this year. Well, when you go on social media, that's all you hear. World, we we're getting ready to have World War Three. 
exactly, exactly a lot of what it sounds like. Yeah, a lot, a lot of what it sounds like. Yeah, like we're getting ready to go into war. Uh, yeah. Not to, not to yeah. say that couldn't happen either, you know what I'm saying? But, hey, it is what it is. <clears throat> but we came here tonight to finish up something we started last week, if it's okay with y'all. I'd like to kick a couple of things before we get started, Thomas. Oh, okay. Just let me say, because you had asked two questions. Yes, um, sir. I do think that I think that um, um, I heard a lot of stuff on other channels where, and even got into arguing with people. Man, the United States hits Iran, China and Russia is going to jump in, and I'm just waiting. I'm just waiting. It's nothing. Dad, it's, all this, it's all planned. They all There's nothing I really can do plan. to the United States whatsoever. Okay, can't get here. Can't. They got no missiles that they hit us. You know, it's, it's a wrap. So if they want to hit Iran, they could just press more buttons. The brother got hit with a dude who's a murderer. He got hit with a drone. They didn't send a real plane in to get him. I mean, this is how they fight it. They ain't even sending people in. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I, I don't think oh, Iran really do wants that a smooth. drone, huh? What they do, yeah, I, I haven't drone. really read about it, but uh, what they just went to where he was at and put, took the drone there, or they got him outside. Did they go into detail? No, he was in, it looked like he was driving in a car down the road, and mm-hmm. uh, his car got hit with a bomb, you know, a precision-guided missile. Mm-hmm. And then they even had a picture of his hand hanging out the car bleeding with his ring. So look at the picture. The picture came from the drone. I said, man, these people crazy, bro. <laughs> they, 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 they don't want no parts of that, yo. They don't want no parts of Terminator technology, man. But uh, go ahead, Ramon. That's all I was going to say. Hey, that's funny y'all bring up uh, drones. We um been having here in Colorado Springs a mysterious group of drones been showing up in the sky, and nobody's claiming any. Uh-huh. Nobody's accepting any claim for these things. <laughs> I mean, they just they just well, coming that in the sky. Just no, I've seen this in New York, right? It was like about eight drones, and they all had these like um, they were they had lights on them, but it wasn't like LED lights. It was like the old school light bulb type glow to them. But they were just like in, in guidance with each other. Like if one moved up, the next second the other one would move up. The next second the other one would move up. It was like who's controlling these? Like it wasn't a one. It had to be one person or one 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 thing controlling all of them because it couldn't have been eight different people making them do the same exact thing like that. Impossible. Yeah, it could have been an autonomous. Uh, controller going on, you know, one, 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 uh, the the main drone in there probably is the one controlling everything, you know what I'm saying, sending, sending out the sequence to all of them. I mean, the strange thing about the uh, report we're having here, though, is we're, we're, we're in a heavily military environment. We got, like, military, uh, we got two Air Force bases, we got NORAD, which is the uh, command base for Pentagon and all these places like that for communications. So to have something like that floating around our skies and not have some type of immediate, you know, answer or some type of uproar, you know, coming from the military, that's what's crazy. We ain't even hearing – the military, only report they put out is said they're not ours. I've never heard of such thing if you flying in military, you know, airways. Amazing. Just, also, what yeah, y'all got up there, you can see, is the um, Starlink 
I, I see reports of, well, I see pictures of them from Colorado watching the, the Starlink is that um, satellite constellation that Elon Musk launched like two, three weeks ago. There's 60 satellites that's all, like, they're supposed to cover the whole planet and be able to give everybody free internet and 5G and shit. But um, Elon Musk came out with it last, like, in the, it, it was in the last 30 days. And uh, it's called Starlink. It wasn't all over the news, wonder why, but it's mad pictures from the United States, even up in Russia, up in the north, where they got pictures of them just in synchrony floating around out of space. Yeah, it's, it's getting it's getting it's getting funny. But I, I, you know what? I, I attribute a lot of that behavior probably to professional guys because they were long time. For a matter of fact, about two years ago, they were offering aviation course classes for drones for one hundred ninety nine dollars. I was even going. Uh, I wanted to get my grandson into it because they were teaching guys how to do coordinated, synchronized uh, air shows and stuff with the drones. So it's not the, you know, for me, I, I don't put no spookism into it or no effort like that. I just see it for what it is. You know what I'm saying? They just, they starting to up a lot of stuff that eventually they're going to use these drones and stuff to put on sky shows that's going to confuse people about what they really seeing in the sky. You know what I'm saying? Because some of them damn things are so small, you can't even make out what they really are. So, you know, you combine these things together, they look like one body, you wouldn't even really, you know, depending on the angle you're looking at the stuff, you wouldn't know what you're really seeing in that sky. But, hey, that's a story for another day. That's what's going on around my way. Yes, sir, man. I want you to get into the um, information just to let you know. I got these, um, these I started get, collecting these bond papers. And it's called The Bond Buyer. However, I just can't make a copy of it. It's too big, and I'm trying to figure out a way. Because I'm reading it. I mean, it's, it's just like a, a newspaper. It has a bunch of numbers and things, but I don't really know what I'm looking at. I'm like, okay, you know what I'm saying? It's out of my own. Uh, but I, I want to send you to someone who might be able to make something out of them because it does have, like, the indexes on the bonds and, uh, a good article on one of them about the surety bond, which we know is the prison bond. So I do want to get that, those out because insurance and bonds are the same thing. And um, go ahead, brother. Oh, no, I'm glad you said that because um, that's what we're going to start the show with. Uh, if it's okay with you, you still want to say something else? Because before we go, Thomas, I want to at least put a couple of things out there for the audience. Nope, you go ahead, brother. The floor is yours. Okay. Um Tonight, we're going to finish up uh, our conversation about, you know, to insure or not to insure is not a question. And what I'm bringing with that segment of information is just simply uh, I'm trying to create, you know, right here on Truth to Power with the family, we're trying to create a resource portal, you know, to introduce people to information about wealth investment avenues where insurance is, is the, the focal point here. That's what we're talking about, insurance. But before I go any further, I need to make sure to to announce that we, we're not putting out any claims of, of, of professionalism. We, we don't hold any degrees, law, certificates. We're not bonded. This is purely coming by hobby research. Uh, we do seek professional advice or opinions and interpretation for some of this stuff. 
So that, that's about as far as it go for us. You got anything you want to add to that, Auntie Bev, Thomas? No, you said it. Yes, I agree, brother. I'm not an expert. I agree with you, man, but um, um, for sure, man. Right. Well, for me, going forward this year, I think um, something the family and people that's just joining, listening, to, to recognize for me, 2020, what it means for me, this is a time we're going to we're going to be taking on partnerships, new partnerships. We're going to be getting married, uh, renewing marriages. All kind of stuff is going to go down. So what I'm talking about when I say that is, 2020 is the year we're going to ensure each other. We're no longer going to wait for someone else to do it for us. We're not going to talk about what somebody else has. We're going to talk about we 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 know the rules. We know what it takes to be in the game and we're gonna we're gonna exercise some of those rules and regulations and we're gonna use some of those 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 techniques and methods to set ourselves up to become a industry. And that's what talking about insurance to me offers us as a collective uh group. And what I mean by that is this year the black man and the black woman must Establish a quid pro quo And what I mean by that is We're going to have to get together Even, you know, you don't have to be with a woman Or you don't have to be with this man To say, Auntie Bev I do understand what you're doing for a living I can utilize that Or I can help you Create funds That says you fall up under Healthcare, community healthcare And wellness and if you're willing to, if you're willing to allow me to help you go get the funds from the local pump at the municipal level, at the city level, where they are offering funds right now in abundance for programs that you deem necessary for your community, mostly your target, whether people are recognizing this or not, if you look at what's being said in the language, you'll, you'll agree with what I'm about to say next. The biggest target on this plate for this uh, community development fund, which is HUD money, being targeted towards the community is really being uh, targeted towards black women because the HUD money that Ben Carson is the one signing this. Now, if y'all remember this, Ben Carson was Donald Trump's main pick. But I think he's, what, the Secretary of, uh, of Housing and stuff, Urban Development? I mean, so... He put Ben Carson in place in a big place. That place he put Ben Carson also supports what happened with the Tax Act and the Jobs Act of 2017, which came later with the opioid funds that you guys started hearing about just shortly afterward. They were talking about putting billions of dollars into opioid and drug counseling and treatment. If y'all don't remember, I'll refresh your memory. Five years prior to that, it was announced that black women were the most educated creature on the face of earth. And the areas that they educated and dominated the most happened to be in human resources, drug rehabilitation, counseling, uh, family counseling, all these things that fall number one on the list for what they signed the whole bill for in the first place. And that was the Donald Trump's them 
the target. You can go back and reach. You can look that up for yourself. I don't need to do that homework for you. You can look at him saying, we want to give this money to people who have skills, education, licenses, certificates, training in this environment. We're dedicating billions of dollars to this customer base. So this is why I said black men, black women need to come together this year, not under no, you know, lovers type of marriage or partnership. I'm saying you may have to tap your sister or your auntie, somebody in the neighborhood who don't know that their status right now as a black woman is a very valuable thing who may be able to get us involved in some of the funding that we need to push towards other things that can buy things like group life insurance, group health insurance. Now you can start to add your family through your contribution by way of your LLC inside of a fund that we would create that creates security bonds and insurance because we're all collectively housed under one roof. Now I'm going to pause there. Thomas, Auntie Bear, anything y'all want to say you want to add? I'm following you. Yep, I'm listening to you, brother. Okay. <laughs> Excuse me. But uh, last um, week I did have a one more one thing to add while you were at that point. Sure. And I just just because I saw a video on this topic, and um, it, it um, I see a lot of because in my mindset, um, polygamy. Uh, if you have more incomes coming into one household, you know the better, the more or well off that household is. That's always been the way I looked at that that whole thing. And I was watching a brother do a video on um, Shahrazad Ali's book and explaining, you know, some of the concepts that she was so, um, you know, villainized for when she came out with that back in the day on Donahue and all that stuff. But um, she was talking about it from a uh, insurance or bond type perspective. It was like, listen, you know, um, you know, you have three incomes coming into one household. When you file your taxes, put you in a different status, you know, things of that nature. So, uh, what do you think about that? Not not saying because most most women ain't gonna be with that, including moms. So I'm just saying, you know, um, the more insurance coming into the household, because you just said in one household, you get what I'm saying? Man, I love how you act. Like no, nah, no, nah, actually, and because I am a... Brother, Brother Polite practiced that, and he knows all about the bonds mm-hmm. and the insurance. And... I, I mean, I think that's a perfect timing for a question like that. Not only am I, uh, I mean, I myself have been a, a student of Shaharazad uh, Ali and some of the things that she presents, you know what I'm saying? And what we think, see, here's what I'm saying if we can take our minds out of the perversion of what the word polygamy is normally taught to us, we could probably see it from a point of view where would it be uh, polygamous if you took in your, your sister and her children who can't seem to get it together with, you know, finding a proper male or mate, you know, someone to be a father to her children and a husband to herself, would you be within I mean, would that be a violation if you took it upon yourself to pull your sister into your home and and, and, and incorporate her earnings and her her life and her expenses into your home and you insured all that? I mean, would you 
be creating a, I mean, is that a violation to you? How do you feel about something like that? Yeah, because what you're doing now is you create. Yeah, exactly. They create a state. Yeah. Yeah, they call it y'all. Their ears. You know what I mean? It's even. Yeah, I I totally own. Because that's what they all do. uh, Except for us, you know, we so around Christian. Yeah, we're not trying to hear nothing other than what that Bible said, you know, thou shall have this one white this thing if you don't believe you cut your penis off, you know, like that type of mentality. But when you look at it, because one of the few contracts, actual bonding contracts where you'll sign it with someone else that you'll ever sign is a marriage license, you know, is a marriage agreement. Uh, your lease will be another one, but... It's not an adhesion contract. You got to have two signatures on it. You know what I'm saying? And I know people that went and got married out in Bahamas or Jamaica thinking that they was having this big wedding. And then when they had the divorce, they had to go back to the Bahamas or Jamaica together to, to get the thing finalized, you know, because there's different rules wherever you have it at. Now, I'm just going on a tangent there. But when you was talking about this, and I'm thinking – you can't be in that polygamy is illegal in the United States. The only way you'll be able to um, incorporate that type of uh, agreement um, it is through insuring your wife that will be illegal. You know, that, that insurance is just as good as, you know what I'm saying, if you sign an agreement in terms of that insurance, you know, and this is marriage, and you can call it insurance what you want as long as y'all both agree on it. You know, um, but go ahead, brother. I'm sorry. No, hey, look, that's why I love this show. As long as we can keep the context, I think we can find some creative ways to get out of it. Because here's something you made me realize. I never thought about it. Auntie Bev sent me a video from a guy named uh, uh, Tote or Tot TM1, and he goes over the the marriage license. So here's what I would want y'all to think about. If somebody got the answer or can look it up and give it to us, let us know. I'm now having to question how does the Mormons get away with the polygamy legally when you consider one thing. In most states, you have to have a marriage license or you elect to go get a – I'm not going to say you have to. I'm going to say you elect to go get a marriage license. How about that? So if you elect to put somebody else in the middle of your agreement or let's just say a a witness, somebody that – can say, yeah, I was there when they said they took this these vows to each other. He told her. He saw. She couldn't pay bills. She had five kids by five different dudes, and she knew he had three, four baby mamas. And, and But they said, considering all this risk, they going to go ahead and, and, and be married. And I'm here as someone to benefit off the witnessing of it. Okay? That's one way. If you take it another way and you say, I'm going to marry you and I'm going I don't want to go to the state. I'm just gonna marry this woman or this man and I'm gonna invite, you know, three of my favorite family members and friends and we're gonna say a couple of things and because they were all there, they're gonna sign a record or document or something that says, Yeah, we were here. They made that oath to each other. He said to sit for you know, through sickness and health till death do them part and she said the same thing. And he knew she was a smoker. And he and she knew he he was doing crack. You ensured that though, and you had witnesses there. So a lot of what you're talking about 
brings me to that point of view. You know what I'm saying? Reason why the the Mormons probably couldn't the, the can get I mean the reason they can get away with that is they're probably not filing legal licenses. They're doing it the old right, way. They do it legally. They just they they? use the uh, they use their first their First Amendment protection, which is freedom of religion, and it's part of their religion. Same way the Muslims do it. The only thing different they do is they also use their Second Amendment protections because they are. So you can well, hold on. Let me ask you a question. If you want to. Uh-huh. How is that possible when there's a federal law that makes it only you can only issue one marriage license per person? Uh, it depends on your religion. Like Muslims to have up to four wives, I believe, even here in New York, because that's well, what I hear what you say. Their Bible and their Bible supersedes this Constitution when they when they say you have freedom of religion. And they, well, this is my religion. You know, it, it, we could do that actually as an operator for five one two. It's the truth, the power of religion, and all the people who call into the show and stuff—they part of the congregation. You know what I'm saying? Well, hey, Bam, you know, yeah. But they, oh, you know, hi, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, that's the way yeah. to do it. You can use, but then what about if you do it outside of their jurisdiction and you're private? You and you put this. Paper, you get you some bonded paper like they use bonded paper. Get an affidavit, have you have it uh, signed, notarized, and mail it to yourself. You, your own country. Well, we need some creative people in the family or in the audience that probably know how to put just, I mean, really, that's all insurance is, family. It's just a creative way of thinking about how to. To, to look at risk in your environment or amongst people you're going to be doing partnerships with and recognizing what you can do to ensure against that person's risk should they ever have to come to that or should ever find themselves making a claim on it. But in return, often what we don't probably recognize is that in reality you're insuring the the insurer. You're saying to that person, Although you've you've profiled me and identified these basic risks and some added risks, you know, some contingencies and things like that, I'm going to make sure you never have to, or I'm going to reduce the the chances or possibilities because we've done stuff like this in the family probability possibility chart. That's how underwriting is based on. So it's saying that, okay, if you're going to live a life that all these potential risks can arise, we want you to assure us that we never really would have to pay this. And if you are sure that you won't be a risk and liability, pay me $50, $100 a month, I'll hold on to it for you, but you should never have to use this because you just told me you're going to insure me against the risk of your behavior. At the same time, I'm insuring the risk against your behavior as well. So, yeah, that's you know that's we what they do. No, go ahead, Thomas. I, I mean, I said enough for you to respond. Go ahead. No, that's what they do, even with your health insurance. Like when I filled out my thing for health insurance, it says, "Are you a smoker?" Yes or no. If you click yes, you just could might as well add a hundred dollars to your every month fee. <laughs> exactly. You know what I'm saying? If you click no, you pay that low fee. You know what I'm saying? So I, I said, man, I ain't paying all that extra money, so I lie. So don't tell nobody, people. But either way, 
the um so what they're saying is, you know, being that you're at risk, you're gonna have to pay more because we're not gonna put up as much money. We're not gonna take that risk on you. You know what I'm saying? By putting up more money, expecting it, you know, you're gonna be paying this for the next fifty years. So we're gonna make some money off this person. Oh, you're gonna you're not gonna live that long. That's pretty much what they're saying. Also, um, when you go get like um, life insurance, if you want to get a high policy, whether your 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 medical history comes into, uh, and that all determines how much you pay for that life insurance policy. But when you I'm talking about a high policy, you know what I'm saying you want to take out a million dollars in life insurance. They're gonna say, hold on, buddy, you need to go see our doctor. You know what I'm saying? You need to we need to check you out to see exactly what we get what we put our money up into. Because you might not make it as long you know, we, we if you're not if you're looking like you're only gonna make it ten years, uh, we might not we might wanna charge you ten times what we're gonna charge you if we think you're gonna make it fifty years, you know what I'm saying? But go ahead, man. Uh-huh. Oh no no! I mean, what I mean, you're just doing the same thing I'm doing, Thomas. You're, you're interpreting what you're learning, and hopefully, we coming up with something that that can be a solution. Uh, one thing you did point out that it must be understood. Yeah, marriage is not for love. Marriage is for condition. So when people say I want to marry somebody and live in unconditional love, that person is not speaking in in in, in, in unison. That you see, what I'm saying, love and marriage is not the same. Marriage is just what we describe. It's a, it's a security. It's saying that okay. in order for me to go ahead, bro. No, I'm just gonna say that's why one party is always very angry when they get hit with a prenup, male or female. It's like, whoa, you know, I thought you loved me. You know what I'm saying? Other one, like, wait a minute, now this is a business decision. This ain't what love got to do with it. I gotta make sure that I'm protecting what I make. And you leave with something, but you're not without everything I made and. You know that that comes up in a lot of marriages, male and female, whoever's the the top person. You know what I'm saying? Because that that one person is looking at it from uh, we we never, we love each other. We never supposed to break up, and the other one is looking at it from a business perspective. Like shit happens. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, <laughs> shit will happen. That's what they're saying in the whole match. Marriage is about the risk. It's it's an insurance. And and somebody looking at it from the outside, looking in, saying, this is bound to fail, regardless, I'm going to win. They ain't saying it's going to fail with a divorce. They're just saying there's bound to be something here. I can win off this. So when they get the, you know, that's what Bev was asking about last week about, you know, we was talking about the, the judge, the court officiator, the pastor, whoever's doing your, 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 your ordained, you know, vows and stuff. This person right here has a vested interest in it. That's your witness. You know, they're helping to secure or create the bond. So that might be the answer for what we asked last week is how do we cash out on these things? You probably need to go find the court officiator. I don't know. But one thing I do know is we are finding out, and Auntie Bev might remember because she sent me a video. Bev, did you look at that video you sent me of the guy talking about the the, the insurance yeah. that, or the bond and how it's related. Yeah. I mean, what was your take on what he had to say that he's basically saying, and if you don't mind me saying this real fast, Auntie Bev, before no, you, you make it. Okay, so here, here's two things that I realized about what this guy was describing about how marriage license create insurance bonds. Is For example, he's saying that you got two people, and let's just take it as you're going to 
go here and you're going to say, I need this person in between us to to uh, witness that I said this to you. Is that a way of getting that across there, Thomas? Yes. Mm-hmm. And in saying I witness. Same thing with the birth certificate bond. Someone got to be a witness. Go ahead, brother. Okay. Now, being a witness in that, if you take what a witness is, think about a witness in court. What are they doing for the the prosecutor or the defendant? Who, whoever you it is witness to their event, they're doing what? It is informing. Well, what does that okay. do? Look, look at the words you're using. Informing is to do something that makes sure that case it's concrete. It's solid. Or they at least the person testing. Go ahead, brother. I'm sorry. No, well, the question was for you. Go ahead if you want to answer. No, no. I said they're informing the court. A witness job is always to inform the court. They, You know, they get sworn in. They got to sit down. They got to answer questions to the court. You know, they're informing the court. You know, in, in, in the case of uh, with criminal cases, the court is the people that hold the bomb. You know what I'm saying? That's okay. why you got to inform the court. In the case of... Well, one, um, well, one thing an informant guarantees that I've, I've found to, to hold in court is they're ensuring the claims of whether it's the, the prosecutor or the defendant. That's the whole reason why having a, a witness or an informant secures... The claim You see what I'm saying That's the part of it right there That helps to secure that Is it making sense to what? I mean does it make sense What I'm talking about mm-hmm. I got you Okay It's the same thing What the pastor is doing He's the witness there He's helping to secure the claim Neither one of y'all Can back out of this This insurance This assurance Through your oath because there's a witness there to say, nah, hold on just a second. You did say that. You did do this. Or, you know, what that document that has my signature on it, I was there to witness what you guys said to each other. Think about that in the formation of how we've been talking, like private equities, okay? This is the same thing. It's the same thing. If we got into it involved with our own network of income under various DBAs or various Branches of uh, business statuses, LLCs, LP, whatever you want to be. When you bring all that stuff together as a partnership or as a marriage, that's why I'm saying we're going to have to get married this year. We're going to have to partner up in ways that we ain't never thought about it. We're going to need people to talk. We're going to need, what do they call those people, foreign affairs. We need people good in that who can talk to people across the board. You know what I'm saying? Who can bring in that extra assurance. Oh, you was breaking up. I don't know if you was breaking up on everyone line, but you was breaking up on mine. Can you repeat what you just said, the last two sentences? Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Uh, can I still be heard, Auntie Beth? Can you hear me? Yes, we can hear you good. Okay. So what I was saying is in, in this day and time, you know, the witness program is by all of us getting together and creating a witness amongst Partnerships under a fund that's created by us. We're creating the agreement. We're creating the witness or the the, the insurance. You see what I'm saying? By one on top of the other, ensuring the next one above or beyond. I mean, above or or uh, below. We're creating a circle. 
So basically the insurance was, is within our circle that we all are saying we'll, go, we'll stand together against the risk of each and every one of us that's coming together as a partnership, as a collectivism. That's securing. That's insuring. Okay? We can empower that by taking an appraisal of each and every member's contribution. So if that's your net worth of 50000 100000 200000 how we can take and do these type of things is we can present this or have this evaluate or evaluated by a an appraiser, a CPA, somebody who understands how to look at our collective contributions and say that each and every one of these people are using their network, their weekly checks or whatever you want to call it, to secure their activity. You don't have to give up your check. You're just saying should something kick in that we have to use that that insurance, we have to call on your check, okay? Everybody that's involved in it. So that means we all got to kick in $100 a piece to make sure something that took place based on another member within the fund that something took place, then that's what we're doing. We're insuring all this. That's just us being the insurance. But we're talking about utilizing avenues that are already out there, policies, coverages that we can utilize right now in conjunction with us creating our own insurance bond that we could take and put in an index like the bond that you're talking about. That's what they're, That's what that um, uh, magazine is about, about showing you really what, what an insurance index bond it looks like and how it behaves and, you know, how you get money into this stuff. You know, after we got off air, I talked with my mother for a little while, and one thing that came to her, and it needs to be clarified, you know, when y'all heard her talking last week, and we clarified her angle versus how I'm bringing this. I'm bringing this to you guys as a way of behind all those policies that my mother as a sales agent sells, there's someone doing what we're doing here today. They're creating these packages, these policies, and they hand it over to my mother or someone like that and say, sell this. And in that, we've told her everything that we're willing to cover. We can do that. What was the name of that video that I had sent you? I don't know what I did with it. It is called it, – it, I got it right in front of me, Auntie Beth. If anybody is interested in it, you can go on YouTube. The handle or the subscriber page that you want to look for is, is Tot M one That's T as in Tom, O as in Oscar, T as in Tom, M as in Mary, and the number one on YouTube. In the video you're looking for, it says, Danger to whom are you married? Marriage licenses bond you to the state. And uh, the guy that's speaking on this episode is Doug Perry. That's his name, Doug Perry. And you can find that on YouTube, M one T-O-T-M-1. Okay, Auntie Bev, I think me and Thomas didn't say it a lot. You got, I'm, I'm sure you got something over there you want to say or probably got a question. You you, you want to put something in there? Uh, no, not yet. I'm just listening. I'm listening. Okay. All right, and thank you, Thomas. I mean, you know, just having your 
if, if it's inciting you to understand what you know, to what we're trying to do here helps helps me to drive home the message of a lot of this. But when we left left off last week, something I was trying to drive home to the family is that before we can do all this collectivism, no one is comfortable if we don't know that we have some type of safeguard in place. And that's what I'm really driving home. Some of this stuff we have to approach first with a security setup. And I, I, I feel personally that insurance is just, just that mechanism. You know, it helps protect us in things where we, we, we don't mean harm. We ain't out here doing nothing intentional. We're not setting up Ponzi schemes and stuff like that. That ain't what our objective is. You know what I'm saying? We're a small group of people looking to utilize this same stuff that's just as it's available, it's legal, and if you know what you're doing with it, you have every right to benefit off of it. So that's how I believe we all are presenting ourselves. But there's ways of using this stuff to pro- pro- to protect you from doing intentional wrong, whether we know this or not. <laughs> and what I mean by that is, I mean, I don't know the last time anybody's paid attention to the Harvey Weinstein situation. This, that case is worth people paying attention to and seeing how the law – I mean, how insurance really gets down. Now, it's not to say that the insurance companies are eager or happy to be caught up in a situation where they got to pay for Harvey Weinstein raping up women. Seventy cases. Did you know? Did y'all know that? Seventy cases. Did you, were y'all aware of that, Dave? No. Terms? No. No. Seventy. Well, check this out. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> yeah, I'll check it out. I just got <laughs> finished watching. <laughs> Season two, part two of Surviving R. Kelly, and we still ain't get a surviving Harvey Weinstein. And Harvey Weinstein done supposedly, I think, Gwyneth Paltrow, uh, Salma Hayek. Salma Hayek is married to one of the most powerful men in the world. You know what I'm saying? Salma Hayek, Lupita Nyong'o, uh, Penelope Cruz, Cameron Diaz. I mean, he done, he done put all of them in that position. And we don't get the video for that, but we get season two of Surviving R. Kelly. Who's in jail? You know what I'm saying? Well, <laughs> I mean, and it's funny. Here's something I thought about because Derek sent me a, uh, 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 a reminder about the uh, Tavis Smiley situation. So something just told me, because I, like I said, I don't know if the family's aware, but here's one of the titles y'all can go look for and uh, – I've sent this out to the family, though, so you might already have it. You can go to businessinsurance.com, okay? Businessinsurance.com. Look up the title. Insurance would cover bulk of proposed Weinstein settlement. And the author of that uh, article is Judy Greenwald, okay? That's on businessinsurance.com. Basically, in a nutshell, she's pointing out how the insurance company is going to have to pick up the legal tab for Harvey Weinstein's behavior, okay? Now, it's not to say that these people are happy about that. I'm pretty pretty sure they they don't want to be attached to the world of uh, insuring rapists. So how did – so did he insure his company? Did he insure himself? How was that set up? 
See, there you go, Vance. Look at you. You're leading us right there where we need to be. That's exactly what Harvey Weinstein and his brothers and many other people that turned their eyes or may have decided these complaints could cause problems in our daily operation. See, there's insurance for everything I just said. So Bar- Harvey Weinstein, if you went into a court document or a legal filing place and looked up the records behind Weinstein's uh, dealings, Harvey Weinstein don't own nothing. He's an employee. He's a shareholder. He may be a president. Remember my mother was telling us last week, keynote person. He may just be the CEO. And if he does something, there's insurance for this guy. They get that for them anyway. That's what I think we learned last week. Is that them? Them people have to never, get some type of. You're never supposed to own nothing. Nothing is supposed to be in your name. That's what the wealthy people do: control exactly. everything and own nothing. Exactly, and I think we know Harvey Weinstein. Was, I mean, look at it this way: I did a cross reference. Harvey Weinstein is being. We're hearing Harvey Weinstein. Insurance company is trying to keep from paying out for his wrongs. I haven't heard that about Bill Cosby. I haven't heard that about R. Kelly. So I decided I'm going to go look and see if maybe Tyvis Smiley was smart enough to get some business interruption insurance. Not a damn story shows up on these guys having insurance companies refusing to pay out or even making payouts for them. What's the difference? What's going on? Because why? I'm curious to know that. Because he's a Jew. And, and and the Jews teach their children all about this with that bobisterous, whatever they call that. And they know about these bonds and securities. And we don't know this. We're not taught this. Okay, I'll go there too. I mean if they if they group is is is, is diligent enough and you know you know, that's what they want you know, they feel like, hey, when my kid turns sixteen, his ass getting an insurance bond. <laughs> I'm down with that because that's where we need to be at right now, you know. So, but uh, here's what I'm saying, Auntie Bev. Now, I think you would probably have to agree with me on this one. Let's just take Bill Cosby, billionaire, and I'm sure he's a billionaire at least one or two times. I mean, a couple of times over, not just a one billionaire. Bill Cosby would have been in circles that would have known about things like this. Yeah, but it depends. You know, some people is like, okay, I'm paying you, and your job is to make sure all my stuff is in order, and that's what I'm paying you for. And some people, is that's far as it goes. They pay somebody else, and that's how come a lot of people get in trouble. So the, and then you got somebody else to be like, I'm paying you to take care of this, but I also going to check up. I know enough to know what's going on. I might not be a professional at it, but I know enough. And that's what we yeah. have to do. Well, Bill Cosby, okay. he, Bill Cosby is insured. That's why they they can't do nothing to him, that, you know, lawfully. So that, this is why he's being punished, you know. From what I understand, and I've heard quite a few different people um, present documentation showing where he's his land in I believe Massachusetts is sitting on a huge gas reserve and they want to frack there and he's not allowing it and um ever since then he all these allegations start popping up on him. Now the problem they have is they still can't do nothing to it because he has 
everything in its proper facade. Everything is done expertly, textbook to the core, to the point where they still got to pay him to have his art displayed on um on um his art um he has a huge collection of art and he has it on display mm. at the Smithsonian and they gotta pay him every month for that. Then ensure anything damages to this stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like his stuff is airtight, so you know, all right, we can't, you can't do nothing about this though, nigga. You know what I'm saying? So they put him put him in jail, but he's not as dumb as people think he is. You know what I'm saying? Like okay. I think that. Okay. The reason why he did it right, that's why it's one of the reasons why he's facing the problem. They can't just take it from him. Like, they can't, you know. I think even R. Kelly ain't as dumb as people think. Because when um, last year, me and Ramon exposed how he was, he gets all his royalties back. I mean, R. Kelly's sitting on probably $100 million in royalties right now, but he in prison can't touch the money. Who got access to all that? You know, who 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 benefits to have R. Kelly see my prediction for this year is R. Kelly don't make it to twenty twenty one. That's why they put in this new batch of shows out on him. It's the when the, when you get the report in the newspaper say R. Kelly killed in prison, no one gonna think anything about it good for him. That's what most people gonna say based off of the propaganda. So they just setting up the context. First they destroy you, then they kill you. Once they start dealing with you and um, talking about you in the media, they can't destroy you, they kill you. You know what I'm saying? So, either way, he's not so, going to make it. Who benefits for his death? Who Who's the mm-hmm. most to benefit? And that's not insurance. That right there is assurance. You know what I'm saying? Who benefits from that? You know what I mean? Because when he dies, you're talking about a catalog worth, you know, probably six, seven hundred million dollars, all written, composed, by now, him. didn't he have okay. didn't he have two children and both of them dead? I'm not not R. Kelly. I'm talking about. No. Uh, I'm talking Bill about uh, the other guy, Bill Cosby. Bill Cosby. He, he, he got a kid that's still alive. He got a daughter that's oh, still alive. Oh, he still have one that's alive. Uh, he, I think, two that's still alive. But I know Enos Cosby's dead, and his his. I think he had four kids and two are dead. Oh, that's what I think. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. The daughter, one of the daughters had a heart attack here just recently, and I think she wasn't no more. Mm-hmm. She's about my age, to be quite honest, if I think, like in her middle mm-hmm. 40s. You know, she wasn't even old. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, and when you bring up R. Kelly, that's a good way to, 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 to help, you know, talk about insurance because R. Kelly would be an assurance and an insurance, and particularly whether people know this or not. That's why you can hear terms like uh, you're nobody till somebody kills you. Uh, you're worth more dead than alive because the working things behind a lot of that is what we're talking about tonight. If you ask me, it's the insurance it, people that are are recognizing all that understands what exactly what it means. Kind of like what my mother said last week. You don't want to have a structure where everybody's just waiting. Somebody's walking around as the as the stake and don't know that they the stake. You know what I'm saying? And in the case of being an artist signed to you know record labels and stuff. You know, all the vultures are the high-ups. They're the ones writing insurance bonds on these guys. You think they're not taking out insurance on these rappers and, and entertainers when they go out to perform these shows and stuff? I'll tell you all this. When I was doing music professionally, we were looking at a, a venue one year, and I, I'm like, dude, we don't even have that type of client. We only have that type of fan base. And they talking about a million dollars insurance just to cover 
the venue. So the record industry is full of insurance gameplays. All they they have to be man. Think about it. They putting a lot of they putting a lot of money into these these records that may not sell no more than a couple hundred thousand, and they're banking on million dollar sales. They got to have something to cover that profit loss or that potential loss in profit. There's insurance out there for, for stuff like that, whether people know this or not. So if you're, let's say you're selling shirts, somebody that's got a paraphernalia business or something like that, these are things you should look into that are offered through your general liability coverages if you understand what your general liabilities can offer you. They can offer you liability for an uh, uh, umbrella, which is all broad. They can offer you auto liability, uh, work comp. See, all of us need to think about being workers. We're workers. But wh- who, 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 why don't you be a worker to yourself and go take your income tax this year? Challenge yourself to do this. Take your income tax payment and pay for your own workman's comp insurance this year. And if you need it, if it kicks in, you have th- th- that payout is direct to you instead of your, your employer. You can do that. Do y'all want me to open up a line? Uh, Yeah, but before you open the line, I just want to say this, though. One of the largest, um, see, insurance to me, that's that's small time. Assurance is what I'm seeing most of these bonds is dealing with. Yeah. They treat it. Uh-huh. Because it's guaranteed to happen. Death is guaranteed to happen. And yes. The number one assurance bond is the prison bond because you gave that person X amount of time. That that bond is guaranteed to be able to materialize, you know, in for for eight years, eight to ten years, because that's what that person got, you know, unless so miracle they could get out, you know what I mean? So those bonds there, that's what the music industry. Uh, insures everything with they the number one investor in private prisons, the number one investor in assurance bonds. So yeah, go out <laughs> and put all that filthy, disgusting music out and kill each other and get high and then when you're going to make money once y'all start doing it in the street. You're going to win both ways. And if you die in the process, we had the policy out on you, you know, Juice World or whoever, you know, rest in peace to that brother, but, you know, um, Yes. Um, well, think know. about Go what ahead, you bro. said, Thomas. What What's the insurance in having a prisoner? From what I can tell you personally, one of the first insurances is you got somebody keeping a bed warm that is already giving you the ability to file them as a dependent with the state and with the federal, so you can claim compensation on that alone. You see what I'm saying? Because this person is in a minor position. Something else you can assure your buyers or stockholders is we're going to get you good labor at the best la- at the best rates possible. You see what I'm saying? Those are things that damn sure make up yeah, assurance. Yeah, but that's about assurance right there. Assurance, yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, assurance because that bond got 10 to 15 years. That's what that bond got. You know, so you mm-hmm. got an assurance that this is going to – Definitely happy. He's going to get released one day, and if it matures to this full value, this is worth this much money. That's an assurance bond right there. It's not insurance, you know what I mean? Assurance would be, yep. yo, my car's about to 
I, you know, I want to, I think I might have an accident, and just in case I do, I want to ensure myself, you know, that might happen. My house might catch on fire, it might flood, but that's, you know, that, like, even, like, your, your life insurance policy, that's the insurance. You know what I'm saying? You, you're going to die. You know what I'm saying? Like, there ain't no, no way you're around that one, but... Oh, go ahead, brother. Oh, Bev, open the line. I'm sorry, Ramon. Yeah, Bev got line for us. And, Bev, before they come in, let us say tonight, before we transition into any other subject matter, family, while we're talking about the insurance, if you could, just out of, you know, consideration for people that want to really get the message, can we keep the conversation truly involved in the, the context of insurance? Uh, thank you. Go ahead, Bev. Uh, let me see. Let me move. Uh, Grand Risings family Uh, Brother Ramon uh, I apologize I have a question When you mentioned About Mormon And uh, The many people will. And thank you for taking my call uh, Sister Thank you so much Mm -hmm. Can I ask this question Sure, go ahead. Okay, now, how is it that Mormon uh, Mormon men can have all of these wives? And some of them, I know two personally, they're not Mormons anymore, but they were connected uh, with a big family. However, they were also able to get uh, food stamps and uh, welfare or or aid to dependent children. Now, how are they able to do that? I didn't ask because, I, you know, unless those sisters volunteered, Caucasian sisters, I didn't ask, but I, I from your knowledge bank, uh, how were they able – to do that, they they couldn't have been married, and and if they were, um, could you know, did they bend the law, and it did, and they, and they happened to be in Utah, meaning Utah. So you tell me, how how were they able to do that? I think I might have missed some mother A. but go ahead, Thomas. You must have heard everything. Go ahead. Yeah, what they use is they they um like the Christian religion has a set of rules, commandments, mm-hmm. and things of that nature that the court recognizes. You know what I'm saying? That's why they make you swear on the Bible when you go in the court. The Mormons' religion has a set of rules. One of their rules is they can marry multiple wives. So when they go to court in any United States of America and they pull out some rules to their religion. That supersedes any rules that came after the second, I mean, the First Amendment, which gave you freedom to religion and the um, practice of religion however you see fit. So it's it's over the United States' head. Nothing they can do about it. It's religious. You know what I'm saying? Now they, the only president that you could probably find is um, if, if you're doing it, um, not using your religion. As the pretext, then you can be in trouble. You know what I'm saying? Because now that's you're, you're committing fraud, tax fraud. But when you're using your religion, 
and with, with their religion, all they need is the minister to have the ceremony. Now, how the men get the women, these they don't get women. They get young girls at it. Their, their fathers hand them over to these men, usually the more wealthy men in the community, and um, they get a dowry for those young girls. And I think at the age of 16, they marry this guy, and that's how they keep it moving. And maybe five, six years later, he want another young girl, he marry again. You know what I'm saying? And that's how they do it. Okay, but but how are they able to to get the benefits also from the government? Yeah, that's what that's what I was realizing. You were asking is that now that's a good one. That's why I asked if somebody in the family yeah, in the audience and benefits and and what have you, uh, you know, how are they able to do that? Under we what law? Because they're citizens, so they go to just like anybody could go who pay ever who got an ID. They could go to the welfare today and go get some food stamps if they don't have a job. But not, and you know they could go do that. They, they, they're citizens. No one can stop them from getting their entitlement as citizens. Okay, so in other words, they can get that check, that welfare check for the amount of, of children as well. I mean, because I. I, I didn't see the debt, but I was told that they were receiving, the, you know, that money for the children, and they were also connected to the Mormon men. How? What? What law is that that allows them to be exempt to gather those funds or be entitled to those funds? I if think what I heard. Utah, if you go to Utah, right? And this is the last thing I'm gonna say. One more. Uh, okay. If you go upstate New York, it's gonna be an all Jewish community. Mm-hmm. The chicks, the the guys got the curls down their hair, right? And the women, they wear these on um, wigs every day because they're not supposed to let anyone see their real hair. They pull in a stroller with like five, six kids. The dude goes to the welfare with them. You know how they're able to get it off? Because they run the welfare system up there. You go into a Jewish person, they know the deal. Okay. Same thing when you go out there in Utah. That's the Mormon country. Everyone that worked there is Mormon. They see you, you eat it. You know, so you, you or I go try it, they're going to cite the law. But yeah. one of their people come, it is what it is. You know, it's, it's, no, one, it's no one else out there but them. All right. You know what? Uh, you know what I get out of that. Uh, and stay on, Mother uh, Az. Just mute your line if you want to continue staying in the queue to ask a question. Um, something I'm, I'm, I think I'm picking up from the conversation. I don't have an answer, but I'm picking up something that may be uh, worthy of giving out. Is that I think when I hear Thomas say that there, basically, there's a, a federal law about separation of church and state. The the affairs of the, the church is not something that can be governed by the state or the federal government. So, therefore, when it comes time to, like, go and get benefits and they say, let's say, for example, welfare, where's the baby's daddy? It's nothing to present the baby's daddy because welfare, I don't know. I, I, can't, re- I can't speak to it directly because I can't fill out an application. Well, I've never filled out an application. So maybe I should ask people that have to know. 
but I don't know if they ask so much about how many husbands you got. Now, they might ask if you're married, you know, things like that. So I think some of those areas where you're talk, asking about probably are just not even covered. You know, it's not within its jurisdiction to even ask those questions. So it's kind of like, you know, when I say this to people, I don't remember anything on the fringe benefits uh, columns of my applications at a job that asked me if I was gay or if the beneficiary I was uh, leaving my money to was the same sex. So I don't understand how the argument about gays getting married so they can leave each other wealth. I'm like, you were able to do that anyway because nobody was concerned about that. That's kind of what I'm saying, I think. When Thomas presents his way of saying it, this is how the the church can function without having the federal government get involved with trying to restrict what benefits they can take out of, you know, from that, that union. There's, he's saying basically they can't restrict how many wedding, I mean, marriage partners that they have. So each one still is entitled to an individual citizen privilege. Mm, all right. Well, I don't know if that's okay. Also, check this out. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, the last thing I'm going to say, you know, sorry, this is the very last thing. We could do the same thing. We would be the most powerful people in the country tomorrow if the church operated in the best interest of the people. Forget about the religion. Those churches don't operate in the best interest of Catholicism or, or, or Mormonism or Judaism. They operate in the best interest of their parishioners. So they're able to use their power as the church, which can't be interfered with by the government, and get the things they need done so their people are protected. In our church, they're too busy really believing that someone's going to come back and save them as opposed to saying, all right, listen, we're about to, we, you know, everyone sign up here. This is how we're going to do it. We're going to start this up. It's going to work through the church. It ain't going to get taxed. Okay, and it's going to be insured because you're the church. Who's not going to insure us? You know, like it's just the way to work things. The Mormons have mastered it. Now, just think it ain't even a hundred thousand of them. It's forty million of us, so they say. It might be sixty, might be a hundred. Imagine how powerful that would be if the church operated in the best interest of the people. When, like Brad said earlier, when Jews turned 12, they did a bar mitzvah. They could put up on the game. Listen, this is your new name, okay, Abraham. Your new name is John Silverstein. Okay, this is, a, this is your EIN number. You know, this is how this works. This is how this works. This is how this works. All your money goes to the church. Church gives it back to you. They take their 10%, and you don't have to pay taxes on none of that. But we do dumb stuff, you know what I mean? May I interject May I interject yes, something here right quick? I, I feel you. However, it is going to take uh, some very, very deprogramming, a very tall order of deprogramming to deprogram the copper-colored people and their brains, How and, and meaning... Their whole brain has to be taken apart, blasted, and rewired again. I'm just giving you an example. And especially uh, the women uh, who can bring forth nations, 
you see, it, uh, I don't know, I don't think in, even in this lifetime, family, that we will be able to have a cohesiveness, of especially copper-colored women, uh, to be firm enough and solid enough to hold a village together to to do that. I, I see what you're saying, brother. However, we're not equipped. I, I don't know how uh, we would move forward with deprogramming and rewiring our brains to be that cohesiveness that is necessary to make something like this work, especially copper-colored women. Here's some ideas ideas I think when we're – so here's what I think in response to that. Okay, we can take that stance. And we and I and I agree with a lot of your sentiment. It's not we got to struggle in a certain way of if you're looking at it from one perspective. But here's something I'm learning, you know, myself. If we can engage people just by way of uh, of sentiment to whatever it is gets them here. For example, if you need a paycheck to get up and come learn, maybe we need to start doing that. I, I, Robert X was telling us about two weeks ago that even though you may not celebrate Christmas. In order for families to come back together this year to build upon each other, we might have to say Merry Christmas. <laughs> I don't, I don't still have to celebrate it per se, but I might benefit if I just go along a little bit with the festive, festive moment for those who do. So if, if if engaging them in some way will allow them to come back and engage me, I may have the ability to turn their minds away. And until some of this right here that it captures their real life, for example, something I've been uh, wanting to press upon the family, here's how we can test if we really about making sure our kids get every dollar out of their potential that they are exploited on the football, basketball, sports fields, and any other field, writing, rapping, you, you name it. Here's what we could do. When your child is going to school, as a freshman, I mean, as a, a Pop Warner, little football star, basketball star, whatever, this is brand building time. This is where these little things that we're talking about right now, these insurances, broken legs, broken foot, uh, concussion, maybe we should invest in this kid as a, as a collectiveness. And guess what else we can do? We, we're building brand on this baby. We can trademark certain things about him and his brand. So therefore, when he begins to move through school, different levels of, you know, middle school, high school, that we can control that image. So every time they want to shout out his name, put him up as the the main person to get school fundraising because that's what they call it. It's called a school fundraiser when they have the games at at the, at the, uh, at the K through 12 level. So this, they're, they're saying to you, we're raising funds. Well, who's, how are they able to raise these funds? Obviously from the people out there on the court in the fields. That's where they're getting them, that, 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 that promotion from. We should be assuring that stuff. Now, this is a way of turning people's minds around. So when these women want to spend $100 on Jordan for their six, seven-year-old kid, 
Maybe we should present it to her in that manner. I got something to say. Got something to Go say ahead, bro. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Mother Double A. The National Collegiate uh, Athletics Association, right? All college sports. In order to compete in a university or college in competitive sports, you have to be a member of the NCAA. The NCAA is an amateur organization, doesn't pay the players. For years, these players have played at these colleges. They got a scholarship, but they did not reap the benefits of all the jersey sales, the video game sales, and everything else that came as a result of them playing at these schools. Now the NCAA has said, we're going to stop this. What they're doing is by allowing them, these players to make money in their, by their rules, they're ensuring their product is going to last in the future. Okay, that's an insurance because, like you just said, the Wall Ball, the brother who has a couple of sons, that one's in the NBA and one's going to be there next year, uh, Lonzo, um, whatever. The ball brother came out with his own sneaker, went to China, came out, came back with his own sneaker, said, you know, forget Adidas, forget Nike, Converse, and everybody else. This is my sneaker. This is our brand. We don't need them. See, that changed the whole game. The brother who came out last year, Zion Williamson, the biggest name since LeBron James to be coming into college. He had millions of people on his social media. How are you going to stop Google or Facebook or one of them from paying him for being an influencer? That's the whole business. So it's no yep. way they can stop it anymore. <laughs> I had a young yep. child who could really had the potential to be a professional athlete. I would do the same. I would invest right now in um, branding, like you said, do it all through social media, have them making a couple of jump shots and dunks on the on the face or face FaceTime, whatever those things is called, Instagram and all that, and build your product up. So by the time he gets to the end of NBA, he already has a brand. He already has all of that. You don't need Nike. You understand? You don't need. You could do all that with Alibaba. Get your own sneakers, design it, everything. You don't need none of them. But go ahead, man. Now, see, we we well, we just created a business model for somebody else. <laughs> I mean, literally, just in a minute, we just. Go ahead, Auntie Bear. Let me let me uh open up another line. Five five two zero three six zero. Five two zero three six zero. Greetings, family. Greetings. 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 This is Brother Jeff. Peace, Jeff. Hey, peace, Brother Jeff. Just wanted to chime in on the conversation. Uh peace, sister mama A Z down there, Sarah Vista. Sorry about shouting you out like that. <laughs> um, yeah, that's uh, the, just to touch base a little bit on the the, the, the religious. The, they they use structure. That, from what I've read, some, in some cases, the the priest or the head of the church is sometimes put into a position of a trustee. So the church will sometimes own uh, all the property, and then you know have like a. a a low income program and, and lease it back to them for a small fee or something like that, you know. And then sometimes they'll they'll set the family structure up as a business or a small business, and and be able to uh, um, 
get the tax write-off for for setting up the business insurance. The, uh, and so that's that's how kids are are insured as well. From what from what I understand, when when you start the branding early like that, you're able to to, to write all that stuff off <clears throat> as a tax incentive. Um, that's all I really had to say. Uh, thanks for taking my call and bringing me on. I appreciate all the uh, information you've sent me over right. the past few. That's the same reason priests don't go to jail because they've been insured. You understand? They've been insured against this. Like, yo, you like touching little boys? Sign this contract right here, man. You know what I'm saying? Okay. We're going to protect you and we're going to protect the church here. Okay, and we're going to move you to this parish over here where they don't know you. And, you know, but you sign this contract and they move them and it's all washed away because they were insured. You know, well, I'm Think one of your kids this, get attacked. You one of your kids get attacked and they get hurt. That's you know damage to the property. You know, and you can let your imagination go wild with that. With the, the most heinous crimes happen to your kids, and now you got damaged goods. So that's always, in my opinion, a good thing to have. Not just from the athletic point of view, but just being in our society. Well, what you're saying, uh, Thomas, about the Pope being insured makes sense because when I run it through a thought, when I run it through a creative thought, like, for example, the Pope, like anything else, is a business. It's an entity. It's a corporation. It's not even a person. You know what I'm saying? The person in that role is nothing more than a representative, from my understanding. Um, With this structure they've set up business to where they can protect the brand with liabilities type insurances and things like that so here's what it made me realize when you said that that all these cases that we just discussed obviously these are civil matters that's the only reason why a payout could be even talked about because from a criminal point of view this would be talked about as restitution which is another bond but that ain't what we're hearing here we're hearing payouts, coverages, legal fees. These are these are uh, civic cases. So when they're attacking these people, all all priests in this world are ministers. If they are big shot enough, they have what you call ecclesiastical insurance. Okay, that's the bonds that's protecting them. Against all the stuff that they do That's why the priests never go to jail I don't care if they steal money from the church The minister never go to jail Just ain't gonna happen It's called ecclesiastical insurance And it's an actual company It's an actual corporation Based out of London Right All churches trust is the owner Which is the Catholic church So when when you get to it It's all backed by insurance The whole thing is like you, you'll never see a minister go to jail for touching little boys, for for uh, stealing from the church, for stealing from the daycare farm, stealing from the soup kitchen. They just get fired and they move on and they get paid. That's the insurance. Yep. I mean, remember we uh, that that that's what my mother was talking about last week with the uh, keynote person being insured. I mean, that's kind of. I mean, I'm not saying that's exactly what it is, but. The way you just put it out there, it seems to be that, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, 
what what I realize is that we got a group of people who understand that when they come out in the public and deal with us, they're in a stage, a name and costume. We're coming outside literally as who we are, as we wake up out the bed and, and brush our teeth and say, this is who I am, and your mama send you off in that name, and you go out in the world in that name. That's exactly what we're doing. There's a conflict of interest there. And because they're insured against that risk of dealing with us, they win every time, such as giving credit. You know, all this type of stuff like that falls up under insurance risk and damages and stuff like property damage, intellect, you know, and swinging back to the direction of the conversation about branding our children. Reason why I think we should take things like that very serious, even with our elder population, we can pull together this group of people within our our our, our audience and in our families and our communities and maybe go solicit under the 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 terms of the community development fund saying if you can present something that's needed in your community that everybody agrees on then i mean or, or this consensus says yeah we need this so for example if one of us got together in each one of our cities and presented and came up with a business model or some type of model to get uh, a group of seniors in your city Insured under things like accident insurance, stuff like that. These are things that are very much, very real and very sure to 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 do to to come alive at some point. You may be able to get that funding from your your community development fund that's being offered by HUD under the pretense of healthcare, wellness, medical care. This is stuff that you know we can craft it together. We can present a profile. We don't have to let people profile us. We can present the profile, and we can extract funds from resources that cater to those type of things. And the the baby boomers are the largest group at this time than any other age group. Yeah, you know, and that's what I'm saying. Uh, we have a large group of them in our, our community that we may need to go talk to and get a a general, so they understand what we're saying, so they don't see that we don't want people thinking we're predatory. That ain't what this is about. It's saying that they can empower themselves if they work together and create a medical group insurance plan for themselves that may only really only cost them five, ten, twenty dollars a month. I don't know, but until we try, we ain't gonna get nowhere. I have somebody else on the line. Let me open this up so they can join the conversation. Eight four three six ten. Eight four three six ten. Hey, greetings, sis Beth. Um, greetings. greetings, brother. Greetings, 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 brother. Hey, let me just say this one thing, brother. Then I'm gonna um, you come right in. I just wanted to say the baby boomers, they're the people with the money. Okay, they got all the pensions and stuff. You know, those they they definitely need to be a part of whatever we doing because they got all the money. You know, our generation didn't get paid like they generation. Our generation took to the streets to get paid. You know, they got long-term money, assurance coming in. You know what I'm saying? Their pensions. Go ahead, brother. Yes, yes. Um, can I, can you hear me clearly? Yes, we can. Okay. Yes. Um, you know, it's the same thing that you're speaking to, just like you get a bank account. You get a bank account. They put they put insurance on that on that account because they're saying that they're paying. 
So if you're an individual that use your money more than save your money, they don't have access to as much money as they had planned. So they still profit on you being a liability to have an account in their bank. You know, and just like what you were saying earlier, that bar mitzvah, they give them a name that creates another straw man. From the time that child is born, the grandmother puts a, um, buys a stock in a major corporation, and she also puts life insurance on that child. And when that child is 16 or 17 years old, they teach that child how to manage that account. So they don't really deal with banks. They deal with insurance, just like what you're saying, and there's a way to do that. I've kind of heard a conversation in reference to that, and um, I'm striving to get more understanding on that also. I just wanted to put that in the equation. Yeah, yeah because well, the, they have classes outside of the public schools. They know they're not going to teach them, but they teach their own people. Well, what, some of what that brother was about just referencing about – about the insurance on the uh, the, the yeah. bank accounts and stuff is called uh, legal reserve insurance, and that's exactly what I've been talking about. They have insurance at every level. Even if you get into a private equity fund, we could set up things such as tra- money transmitters, licenses that allows us to cash checks that we don't even really cash. We take in pass it through another commercial agency that actually does the cash, and we just pick up a few dollars for passing the check through. Back in the day, they used to call that what, Beth, when you sign over a check to, to somebody else to cash through another person's account? What did they used to call that? Third-party third party check. Oh, oh, it used to be third-party third check. Yeah, I'm saying that's that's what you're doing when you're passing the check through a bank. Well, if you go it's to a check-cashing place, they, they check cash place, all these places, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, and they, a, money they a money transmission is nothing more than a simple state uh, licensing program. It's very, very – I'm saying to y'all, the wealth vehicles that – or the information that you hear me talking about, this stuff is so – it's really so easy to get into and not much money involved. I think the state exam for Colorado is only like – for insurance is only like 150 bucks. This is stuff that all we got to do is capture certificates and things like, I mean, obviously you want to be up to par if you're going to get into this. You don't want to be just somebody out here, you know, just surface talking. You want to know how to make some of this stuff work. And that's what we're talking about tonight. I hope to get to a couple of other things because it'll show some of the things that I'm talking about. Like with, you may not like it. It ain't about what you like. It's about what they understand is happening or can happen. You know, some of the things that Harvey Weinstein is, is insured for or has been alleged against him, I'm going to put it that way, is so rife. You would have to ask yourself, who would insure this guy? <laughs> and this goes all the way back to the 1970s, according to them. What, what are they insuring? And then you got to think things like this. Creatively speaking, you get one insurance that covers liabilities for one thing, and then you get another insurance that covers the liabilities that that one won't cover. And you make these two insurance agencies fight each other. Indeed, that's like getting in an accident. That's like getting in a car accident, and you and the individual that hits your car 
has the same insurance company. You know, they act like they bad. Like the same entity. You know, it is a serious game. Oh, yeah, go ahead, Fab. You going to bring somebody else in? Go, go ahead. Yeah, I'm going to show y'all. 773 Hey, Sean, um, I'm not wishing nobody right. a Merry Christmas. I'm not wishing I ain't doing that. But what I do when people say that to me, I say same to you, and I keep it moving. But um, linebacker, junior linebacker from the University of Alabama, Donald Moses, um, he 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 posted um a Twitter uh he did a little Twitter thing uh, a few days ago talking about he's he's supposed to be returning to school next year he got hurt this season but then his dad his is a lawyer I think his name is Edward Moses came back and said well no my son shouldn't have said that because he'll know be returning to school next year because of an insurance issue with the school so there's something dealing with a policy that the school took out on him. And the policy All star play is to expire. What's that? All-star play is the school takes out an insurance policy. Right? It did. Right. If they get okay. in the in the event, they get hurt. They pay those, the player a percentage of that um, policy. And they only do it to the really good players because they they it's projected that they're going to make the NFL and make a certain amount of money. So, that yeah, that's that's standard operating procedure. If the player gets hurt, now it costs too much to keep that policy because now the risk of them getting hurt again goes up. So the policy, you know, whoever holds the policy is like, yo, you got to pay us double in the school. Like, we're not paying all that money. So they're like, yo, that cancel the policy then. And then um, now the player is not protected. So what the father's saying is, yo, you better go pro because if they're not protecting you if something goes wrong. You know what I'm saying? So you, if you want to go back to school, you're pretty much going on your own risk. Okay, yeah, because like right now, oh, I'm, oh, I'm sorry, yeah, right now he's projected as a second-round pick. So he's not going to, I guess that's what the thing is now. It's like if he goes back to school, Maybe that'll increase the chances of getting being a first round pick next year, or he might be taking a chance of getting hurt. But just like with the what that quarterback, um, what's his name, Tule? I can't pronounce his last name. He was projected a first round, maybe top five pick, but he got hurt right before the season ended. And so now it's like they don't know where he's gonna go, but they never mentioned anything about having an insurance policy on him. Yeah, if he's a if he's a top tier player, it's, it's generally required, you know, as part of your scholarship. Uh, as part of your scholarship that you accept, you know, your letter, it's like, listen, I need a certain protection if something goes wrong because I'm I'm a top ten player coming into school right now, and I'm already projected by ESPN in 2022 to be a number two draft pick. I need you to say, okay, you're going to take out a $500,000 policy on me if I pop my knee or break my ankle and I'm not able to make the NBA, you know what I'm saying, or the, or the NFL, and that's how that works. But, see, this this um, allowing the players to make their own money is going to do away with that. They don't have to ensure that, they're, they're, hey, yo, shoot, you that good, make your money. 
You know what I'm saying? Well, they're gonna, I mean, but they're going to require that they they carry insurance. Then they're going to put it in their 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 responsibility. See, that, that's why all that does. That just frees up the responsibility on who got to carry a policy. But now, last week we found out that it just you just you can't just write a policy on somebody without them knowing. But here's where I keep saying these are type of little loopholes I'm finding out in the industries that they get people. You sign an admissions packet, that right there is like freeing up any and all rights and privileges that you may have had before going to that college. You're giving up trademark, you're giving up talent, you're giving up intellectual property, you're giving up all kinds of stuff with these college admissions programs. That, and I, and I, I dare somebody to challenge me on it. I'm going to just go on the record now because I know ain't nobody went and done it. You know what I'm saying? Because you only hear people talking about this. Them, them college admissions. What about that Ed O'Bannon lawsuit um, some years back? Are you familiar with that case? Say that again, Derek. Um, the Ed O'Bannon lawsuit from UCLA. Um, he sued the uh, he yeah. sued the NCAA for using his likeness for something in the video game. Now I don't remember what yeah. the outcome was yeah. of that case. Yeah, him and his brother. It was Ed O'Bannon and what was his brother? They both made the NBA. Ed O'Bannon. Charles O'Bannon. Got, Charles O'Bannon, yeah. Charles O'Bannon. Ed, Ed O'Bannon got drafted by the Nets. He, he had a couple of years and he was like the second best player on the team. But either way, they sued um, the NCAA and they sued EA Sports uh, because EA Sports put out an NCAA basketball game every year. And um, they let's just say you play. They played for UCLA. UCLA won the championship, and the players in the game they're just supposed to have the jersey number. And what they did was Ed O'Bannon was light skinned and bald head, so they made his character in the game with his jersey number light skinned and bald headed, same height, same weight, same attribute. So he was like, "Yo, that's me." So he sued them, and he won. They won that case. Hello? Say, bro. Yeah, did the other brother want to say something? Because I know he was trying to get in there, too. Uh, yeah, my point is, yeah, my name is Eddie. Yeah, my point is um, the same thing when you go to the hospital. You don't read that fine print, and you're basically signing your rights away. There was an issue mm-hmm. a woman took her child to the hospital, and they said she either needed, I don't remember specifically, either needed to get a shot or get an operation. And she disagreed, and they called the police on her. Yeah. You're absolutely right about that fine print. Yes, uh, property damage. That's probably what they will charge you for. See, I'm finding out they have, in the medical field, just like any other field, there's charges that can be brought against people for things like breaking or violating some certain type of bonds and stuff. You know what I'm saying? Property damage. So, like you said, if somebody went in there, yeah, if you refuse to let them administer things to you or your fruit or whatever, you know what I'm saying? That's that's what me and Bed found out about in the marriage license. Even after you divorce, it's not actually over. The business transaction continues on. Only thing that's dealt with is the dissolution of y'all pairing, y'all partnership. That's been dissolved, but the actual divorce itself is still a uh, 
an active contract. <laughs> so, I mean, these are things and I, that... And I think it's active for 10 years or something, even afterwards. And I even think the death certificate is the same thing. Wow. Mm-hmm. So, if you, you take know, the child to the hospital, a 12-year-old child who got hit by a car, and they, the hospital doctor says, I need to do this surgery to save this child's life. And the mother and father say, we get surgery. The hospital cannot not save that child's life. It's against the law for them not to. So there right. you go. Yes, they can. Yes, they can. Because the parents no, don't own know. the child. The, the state owns the child. Right. Exactly. But what That's I'm saying the, is the hospital. Yeah. In the hospital, you're, you're, the hospital has the right to save people's lives. A child, they got to save their life. If they don't save their life, the parents can come back later and sue the hospital. So the hospital has to do it, you know, even if the parents disagree. And I've seen plenty of parents, parents, you know, the kid got shot. They got to do a real serious surgery on this kid. They don't think that they need to do this real serious surgery. And they get right escorted right out of the hospital. And locked there, I mean, I, I worked at the house. I mean, I fight off you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but I'm just saying, the, the, it's, it's deeper than that. They, you don't own your children, just like that gal this, this video was saying about the marriage. The, the state, the, that's why they call us a minor, because the state owns us. As soon as they got that birth certificate, they control. When you became a U.S. citizen, you, they control you. It don't have nothing to do with color. They control everybody. And that's what I was getting ready to ask about authenticating your birth certificate. That that really makes a difference exactly. even that issue. Exactly. Wow. Yeah. Well, we definitely um, trying to figure out. Um, hello. Um, you know, thank you, uh, Sister Bev, because you are right. I did not own my child when uh, DSS marched in there like the Gestapo and snatched her up from me. She was 10. Yeah. And you are correct. Uh, right. Thank you. Dang. Oh. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. We had, uh, uh, we, I, we had the laws. Mr. Rice uh, gave us the laws and everything on that. You know, all these people, this corporation – own you through all of those certificates that you all of that. That's the whole purpose why we had to go and do the authentication to get up and up under their jurisdiction because they own you. They got a total say so of what you do. Thank us. I can't remember who it is, but um, somebody has children, and I think they're about 14 years old. They've been homeschooling them and everything. And um, they don't have birth certificates or social security cards because uh, the mother gave birth at home. She got a doula, midwife, and uh, mm-hmm. they have been mm-hmm. school, don't have any of them crazy shots, none of that. Right, right, because it's all about contracts, and they don't have a contract with them. That's all. That's what this is about. Everything is commercial with this corporation. And so what, by not... The birth certificate, the driver's license, the may, all those are contracts. If you don't have contracts with you, then they don't have no say so. Yeah, and they. 
at the instruction and advice of some of the, even the family members, even Auntie Bev herself, you know, some of this stuff we cannot bring to the air. We have to invite people to another, you know, way of speaking, you know, off air. So don't feel that we're trying to deliberately keep certain information out. It's just simply saying, I'll pass it to you if you want to deal with us offline, but putting it all on the air, we can't be doing that too much from where we're trying to get to. But, you know, we got things that we could focus on, y'all. You know what I'm saying? We talked about all kind of opportunities just in the risk of day-to-day behavior from sports, you know, to, I mean, shit, going to church nowadays is running a risk, you know. And has anybody ever thought about this? It's just that I know you have. What's up with the churches not employing some type of armed security by now? Isn't that some type of insurance risk? That would now by by now be demanded by the insurance industry. You know these are areas uh, where the other yeah. day they capitalized. The other so day much they on. had um they had all the the politicians in New York State, you know, shooting where everybody had to come down because the Jews are under attack. So, Christine uh, Gillibrand said, "Oh yeah, we got it um." $14 million to have armed security at all the synagogues starting. I said, look at that, yo. So they, they came up with some money to give them armed security at all their synagogues, which will eventually become contracts. You know what I'm saying? That only they're going to be able to get and decide who gets you know, how they work things. Well, once again, that's what we're talking about, securing your business. I mean, I did start my start the segment off with that as the 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 keynote for what we. I don't think there is any other keynote to my my conversation other than we should get the secure structure together first. You know, we need to get set up where even making moves if they get stunted, if they get stopped. It, I mean, see, here's where it's stuff like maybe this is where we get the question, even the people we leap, go get behind. I'm not going to put no names out there, but I'm going to say if someone is asking to uh, uh, build a school that, that, that caters to uplifting our children and stuff like this and that, in a business model and a plan, especially if you're going to put money out and donate to this stuff, you could not feel guilty for asking a person, can I see your business model? And within that business model, there has to be some type of, Cushion, I mean, some type of security or insurance for your invest, your, at least if nothing else, your principal, your principal, you should be able to get your principal back on any investment you make. You, you make a, a fault. I mean, you, you invest in mutual funds and stuff like that. These are things that you have to be prepared, prepared for. Somebody's texting me names, but uh, these are things we should already have set up prepared knowing that it could happen. You might actually want to bank on it happen because that might be the very thing that gets you the bigger funding to do it even bigger and better. Someone, someone building a school in the community. I wonder who that person could be. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh man! You know what I'm saying that could have worked out in favor. It's, of, a brother, oh my it's a brother. It's a brother on on YouTube. Um, I, his name is What Happened to Common Sense. That's the name of his YouTube channel. And he breaks down doctor um, who's trying to build the school. And he shows how he's taken over this charter school um, that he supposedly put a million dollars down on. And he owns the building, but even though they can't find it, he's saying that um, 
the charter school that operated there was a day school, you know, your 8 to 2.30, 8 to 3 o'clock school. And, um, and it cost them $2.4 million a year to operate that day school. And this brother who's trying to build a school in the community, he's asking for money to build a, a school, a boarding school, which will cost at least twelve to thirteen thousand of trust twelve to thirteen million dollars a year based off of and, and the brother goes through showing all these other boarding schools around the country, black boarding schools and showing how much they cost per year for each student. Yo, this dude, man, listen, man, you have every right to ask him what's his business plan. You know what I'm saying? Because I, I listened to him and I was so when I first heard him, I'm like, yo, this brother sounds like the next Malcolm. Sound like the next Khaled, like he could be the, the voice that we was looking for, and he wants to help the kids. Man, that's great. So y'all, you know, I want to so give him some money. And, y'all talking about Omar Johnson? Yeah, I'm not talking man. about nobody. I'm just, I'm just saying that you have to. Well, we got to talk about nobody. you going to talk about people, I mean, don't have. Say who you're talking about. No, because that ain't know. true. No, I'm saying, but this is what I'm trying to say. That would be unfair of us to even put that on him because that you can find them stories throughout our whole history. That's what I'm trying to say. This ain't even a one-person thing. We should right. stop talking like that. This ain't over, we, over we also, that's the thing about what the what the Ashkenazis do, you know, when they come and share information or whatever the case may be, and they'll show an illustration or a demonstration. They don't mention names. Another reason why is it's like, um, say, well, for lack of a better reason, giving a person advertisement, but at the same time, just like if somebody's information is trademarked, like their name is something like that, that they're, they're not, you know, infringing on somebody's copyright or their rights. Yes. Yes. Yes, because because all these things like you're saying, Bev, they're they're public they're public issues. You know, but for some reason they don't do it. You know, they they always throw that up. Just say I knew a person. You, you know, and then they put all the information out there and it's and it'll be obvious after they finish sharing the information exactly who they're talking about. But they'll never say a name. But, and then when you say the name, they'll say, well, I didn't say that. So that doesn't mean you're right or wrong, you know. And and that's why I like, you know, listening to different things because it really demonstrates how sometimes uh, cleverness still brings accuracy. Just like that um, video about Rabbi Abby Finkelstein, he says, even when we lie, we tell the truth. Now, what you said, brother, was I'm good, just saying about people that – don't just like people listening and just say that you know they can't have an encounter with this. They they don't know who you're talking about. And then maybe two months later they have an encounter with this person or or something. Or they might be thinking about going into a deal. Or but then they remember. Mm-hmm. Well, wait a minute. I heard this. Let me do some research. Let me really look. You know that the Abby one. Well, but, know who people but Auntie about. Bev, let me say it this way. Let me respond to that real fast, Thomas. Here's where we make a mistake by doing that. You strip the person mm-hmm. of something that they must do in life. They should be willing to seek beyond and vet beyond what you even got to say. 
So to give a name only helps to color the color that person's reputation even that much more, whether it's good or bad. You don't want to be responsible for saying that person said you are nothing but a crook. What you want to do is teach people how to identify a crook. So right. therefore, when these people come into our path, we don't have to sit and spend long times trying to let them drag us through a lot of romanticized talk to figure out that, dude, you've just been selling ad after ad after ad after ad. You, you ever got on one of them things where it says, I can teach you how to uh, make $100 in, in 45 seconds, and if, you know, I already know it's a sales gimmick, but to click it any damn way. And they take you through all this long monologue of, are you ready to get your life changed and start making $1,000 a week even by doing nothing, sitting at home for three hours? And then you can turn on the soap operas. and they, I mean, they give you everything. You never find out how the hell you can make the hundred dollars because they want you to buy something at the end. I'm saying we got to figure out how to educate or remind our people. We ain't got to educate them. They know better. You know what I'm saying? They know better because they, they, they've done enough of the same stuff not to know better. At this point in time, we got to start taking responsibility for ourselves. Vetting people should be at the top of security. And if I may add something to that, just like what I, I like what you said was um, you have a right to ask him because, again, say somebody in um, I don't, Atlanta, Georgia, Mississippi somewhere want to start a charter school and is thinking about getting a building. If they invest in that individual and they have the right to ask him for that information and he gives them that information, then he can, they can start a school there. See, because it is really about duplication and expansion. That's another place where we as a people are deficient. Why? Because when somebody finds a jewel and they utilize it, if nobody asks, which puts them on blast, so they should share it because just like what the brother was saying, it is right. It helps that person uh, quantum leap their experience, you know, so they don't have to necessarily fully fail their way to success because they already have a model. You see what I'm saying? So a, I'm just saying there's a lot of ways we can look at, you know, this conversation right here. Mm-hmm. You Let know. me just say this, man. When you be in a community, right, whether we like it or not, I think most people in the community, when someone said person building a school, you knew exactly who we was talking about. It's a, you know, it's not even. Amen. Someone, Amen. So someone scheming on Bitcoin, you know exactly who you're talking about, okay? We ain't got to say, brother, you know, we ain't got to say the name that we already know the person. So to me, like, it's a level of codification. Like, I don't know you don't have to. on Bitcoin. Oh, oh okay, okay. Oh, scheming on real estate and Bitcoin, um, you know, that makes it easier. It's only two people that's been really exposed scheming. Uh, it's been the brother you mentioned and another person who calls himself brother, you know what I'm saying? And he out there with the white people now driving the Ferraris, is, you know what I'm saying? Used to be oh, doing the beats, you know, I mean, oh, but right. way, not, 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 not the guy who, who uh, plagiarized Malachi York's information, not that dude. Yeah. That dude, you know exactly. Yeah, you know who I'm talking about, man. Yeah, I mean, like, his, I, I, mean, I think it's for real. Is, do his name start with a P? <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah, but that's what. That's oh, what. That's oh, why oh, we Seth, didn't I say it. So, you talk so in, in nicely. The, <laughs> yeah, as, when we um, 
we in the community, we should be able to have that conversation. We don't got to mention right. those things because we in the community uh, with us, you know what I'm saying, like it or not. So it, yeah. it, it's just like how hip-hop used to be where you would diss someone without saying their name, but everyone mm-hmm. knew you was talking about them. And yes, then, indeed. you know, they, if they responded, if they didn't respond, they looked like a sucker because everyone knew they, but if they responded, then that's like, oh, that's you right. knew they was talking about you, huh? So mm-hmm. it was that double entendre. You know what I'm saying? So I don't think I think that um, when I read the Malcolm X book and he was going at it with Dr. King, you know, they started name calling him and stuff. I think that 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 killed the the point of them ever coming back together too. You know, at some point, you know, these brothers might say, you know what, I did scheme and scam, but I'm, I'm through with that. I, y'all might need me to do something. You know. Like, we can't alienate people, you know what I'm saying? Because, you know, they, we always know that you're going to end up right back in the hood you started at. You know, that's why I was out of town. You're black, you know? So, you know, I don't know. But, um... Yeah, yeah sometimes but I, I really what, I was, what I was talking about with the hospital, and I wasn't for sure. I know that all people, you know, are owned by the state. But what I was just talking about is that at the Hippocratic Oath, that all hospitals have to take, that they can't turn any sick person away, they can't do this, they can't do that. And one of those Hippocratic oaths is that under any all circumstances, they have to save a child. And whether the parent wants them to or not, they got to do it. You know, that's all I was talking about. But for sure, I'm total agreement with, you know, the, the, you got signed off as the informant, you know, your mother, and, you know, yeah. you, the state got you, you know, but... Yeah, I was just talking about that Hippocratic oath. You could be from another yeah, country. Okay. Don't have no paperwork right. here. They can't turn you away, and they got to operate on that child. They're going to do the operation whether the parents want them to or not because the hospital feels like that's their duty. You know what I'm saying? Hospital is. Let, let, me, let me open up another line. They've been holding a long time. Two four zero four two eight two four zero. Okay. Yes, hi. One way you can protect yourself is, uh, especially if you're a married couple, the UCC, one. You yeah. put all your yeah. kids' information on there. You put the whole family, the way we have ours set up. I'm on my husband's UCC along with the kids. My daughters, they say, you know, you know, you can't go to school unless you're vaccinated. My son's a senior and my daughter's in the fourth grade. They're not vaccinated. They're in school. Because I have a waiver, they're private. The state don't own yeah. them. Yeah, right. you have to, you have to, you have to work around them. You know, they keep telling you things that you can't do that you can't do. It's not true. Right. So, because they're not going to tell you stuff, they're not going to tell you. You put a UCC on everybody, and then the father owns them, so they can't bring me to court because I'm probably. I mean, you know, that's how they have it set up. That's how the law is set up. But the wife is under yeah. the husband. He's there to protect you. That's what you have to do. The, the guy protects the whole family. Then he owns them. He owns them. Then, then he's private. They can't talk to nobody in the family. And then what you know, you tell your kids. My nephew does the same thing. When him and his, the girl broke up, they had a big argument and fighting over the kid. What did he do? He put the kid on his UCC. Who have the kid now? He do. Right. <laughs> because he listened. You have to listen. You have to. You have to protect yourself. 
the state don't own us. The state don't have to own you. I mean, you, if you want the state to own you, you can. But sometimes, right. like you say, you just, it, it can't be said over the line. But you, everybody had to get acquainted with standard form 28, standard form 14, 14, 14, 16, and 14, 18. That's how you sure. get rid of a lot of your problems. A lot of them contracts. Right, modify them contracts. Pay up, make them pay them, make them pay off them them bid bonds and get the money back. That's what you. That's you what you need to start forms? doing. Doing standard form, standard form twenty eight, standard form fourteen fourteen, fourteen sixteen and fourteen eighteen. You know, and that's, that's private side. Wait a minute. One more, one more set of forms. If you happen to be in jail or they got you, they got your body, your, <laughs> private, your public body. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Tell them. Tell them. <laughs> you need, that's what you need. That's what you need. Op form 90 and 91 to get you out that problem. Plus a 28, standard form 28. So one side work on the private, one side work on the public. That's how you can fix your problem. Form 90? 90 and 91, and I think 25 and 25A. Look at those forms. That's for the public side to get out of some trouble, that they got your body. You pay off the bond, because every time they take you to court, there's a bond open somewhere. They have to tell you what the bond is. You find out what the bond is. You don't put in the, you don't put in the amount. You leave the amount blank. It pays for the whole thing, and then they have to release you. Wow. What you, you know that what, stood out to me, sister, that, that fit right into the context of the conversation Ramon was having with the marriage is when you are legally married, right, with the state regardless, you can't testify to your, your, your spouse, you know. That's exactly. That's that even the court can't break. You know, and if exactly. you look at every good, every good gangster, you <laughs> Even Bumpy Johnson, when you watch that show, his wife Mamie was running stuff on the low behind, you know, the scenes because, you know, they they, they had that bond. And he, he she was the only person he really could tell anything to what, what he was doing because she can't testify against him. You know what I'm saying? But that's a bond, that, the ultimate bond right there. So I'm glad that you exactly. put out how you and your husband work things, for sure. Yeah, and, and if you did get married and you're divorced, Cancel the bond. Modify that bond. Cancel it and take the money out. Make them pay you. Eleven million point eleven point two. Cash it out. What? All the bonds that we're talking time, about is worth million. That's why oh, I say oh, oh, oh. get acquainted with those bonds. They're all worth me. I when I when I was when I when I heard that I went back and looked at my license. I got it in the cabinet. I mean, a file box. I looked back. And got all the paperwork on my license. It's, it even said trust on the damn application. Damn. Cash it in. Open the door to the outside. Hey, Beth. Cash it in. Beth, here's what I think you should do. Because we keep, I, I realize with the insurance, 
that this the conversation that the sister's bringing up, they intersect. That's just something I've been realizing about this. Mm-hmm. Only reason why I don't speak to that stuff because I don't study from that, that viewpoint, but I realize and I can make the connection to how you guys keep recognizing what I'm saying obviously has some type of connection. Now, here's mm-hmm. what I would say. Considering that the conversation we having, I know the audience that uh, – I mean, I know for the most part, this audience probably would keep up with all that stuff, you know, the SES2KV. Um, here's what I would ask. Bev, you should get with Myron and, 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 and people like this young lady on the phone and figure out how these two things actually function together and maybe, just maybe, drawing together a truth-to-power fund could set the way, the model for what it is we're all talking about. It's I gotta mean, be a win. We got it on. It's, it's on. We got it on. I mean, we've been talking about this for a while. We it's already recorded. Mm-hmm. People can just go listen to Myron's show. He explains. Yeah, you the it's laws. there. He gives you the rules. It's, it's I, my husband have my husband have the seven seals. He has the seven. He collects the seven seals. Your authenticated birth. When you authenticate your birth certificate, that's three. Do you UCC on both sides, the public and the private? That's that's two more. When you put an affidavit on top of your birth certificate and you have that authenticated, you authenticate the person who's signing it. That's another one. By the time you put a lien on everything, you're going to end up with seven seals. Well, maybe here's what I'm saying. I'm just mm, simply mm, saying, mm. how do we take that activity? If it's already been spoken of, then I'll go look it up. You know, I'm willing to go look into the archives. But what I'm saying is, how do we take that activity to fund utilizing still the fact that we got to function some way, somehow? Everybody everybody won't, and everybody ain't going to want to do it that way because they're just not going to want to put that energy. But I know that if we can get them involved in a more easier way to invest themselves, they will get involved. You know what I'm saying? That That's a lot of process. Yeah, that's all I'm asking. How do we convert? Some people want to stay in the public. Some people don't want to do private. Well, procedure, no, no. I think that's what it is, because even what Myron no. speaks about sometimes, procedure. You have to do, you have to be, you have, you, you cannot, and the way the system is, you have to be public, too. You have to be both. That's why you should control both the public and the private, because like you say, the Walmart is public. You, you, you can't go in there with private money and buy something at Walmart. You have to do both. You have to be. You have to control both sides. You have to control both sides. So well, as a businessman, I understand what you're saying. I'm a you need two numbers. You need at least three. Num- you need at least three numbers. You need. You have your social security number because that's the one they gave you. That's your public right that's there. That's the public. You had to that's get. Public, that's yeah. the public. You had to get another number for your private. And everything else. I mean, then if you want to make it easy. You can start off with something small. Get a, a bill you have now. Just take a bill you have now, and pay some or have something you already finished with. Like a, a everybody probably have a student loan. Send in the payment bond for your student loan. See what happens. Do something small. Now I'm gonna drive Just into a private public talk. Here's how I would describe that as because see. I didn't know I was doing this stuff already. I just, as I began to hear other people talk about Yahweh, I understood that I, once I heard it, I was like, okay, I'm already doing that. That's not really hard to do. 
you know, now where I hear what you guys are talking about, the real benefit is knowing when to even with even inside of those entities that you create on the public and private side, there's more benefit to farms that they offer to these entities because they function as representatives and and different little things that get perks by forms that mm-hmm. are offered to that. Well, I'm saying I've been getting this. It ain't that I don't get it because that's what I'm saying. I I, I run a, I, I got a building. Business. What I'm saying is. My thing is, your uncle got plenty money, and yes. your name is on all this money that he got. Yes, and you that's why you shouldn't get rid of it. <laughs> exactly. And exactly. Don't, so why don't you get rid need of to it? Go and get some. That's right. Yes, that's like when you was when yes. we was talking about earlier with the Mormons and how they be able to get how how they're able to get welfare. They have. Jewish people have birth certificates. They have what? It's, it's birth certificates. No, you broke they up. They have a birth certificate. I'm sorry, they have a birth certificate. I'm sorry, they have a birth certificate. They have social security number. When it, when 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 the Jewish kid that has a bar mitzvah, they get their second name. They don't get a second name. They get well, they get a foreign name. It's still their same name. It's just foreign. They just learn how to be private and public. They mm-hmm. use they cashing in. They're cashing in their social security. That's what they're doing. They, you get ten in a lifetime. Yeah. That you can start. You cash your first one by twenty-five. It takes you three years to go through the whole process. And how much? And let's. How much is the first? The, the, when if they cash in, they one one card. I might be mistaken, but if I'm not mistaken, if I I think it's thirty-five thousand dollars a day. For two hundred and sixty years, for one card, and you got ten. You would never be able to spend it all. Okay. So everybody's trying to change their name. Will you change your name for you have one social security card in your name is worth thirty five thousand dollars a day for two hundred and sixty years, and you talking about changing? But in the, but in the end, let me ask all y'all this question: With everything y'all talk about, that's a, that's a very sophisticated process. Let me ask you a question. Yeah. What's insuring all that? Don't, your signature. Don't, don't There's no money. No, yeah, but who's going to make the signature? Who? Okay, who's going to be the, the the animate object that's making the signature? What is that? Who is that on that end, holding that pen? All of them. You, the self. You, the person. That's what you. I'm trying to tell y'all. This is insurance itself is all about the people. It's the agreement yes. that we make amongst each other. This ain't really that hard to understand. It's saying, even down to the way y'all just described it, where are you going to get $11 million at? Ain't no bank got it. Mm-mm. Now, they can it's they credit. can type it onto a big credit. They're they they just going to credit. They give you credit. That's what I'm saying. Somebody, this is, who, who's yeah. gonna, okay, but what I'm asking is, who's going to give you that credit to exercise to see it in a physical, tangible way? Who's, who, where are you going to get that from? Okay, but the treasury is something or someone. So in the end, you're still dealing with people. That's what I'm driving home. There, you get no further in insurance than you get with the trust between you and the people. The bond, the agreement that y'all make with each other. That's about as that, that's about as much as it's worth. Because you could have all these. Insurance. We all got insurance already. We just need to cash in the insurance that we already got. 
But I'm saying when you cash in, you're cashing in on the value of the very people you're talking to on the phone right now. That's right. who backs that. It, it's what we yeah. do. It's what we put into the economy. That's what we're trying to – at least that's what I'm trying to drive home to get to understand. All that stuff can work, but you still got to understand what's at the heart of all of this. You know what I'm saying? None of this is going to work without human resources. That's what drives all this. It's you and I. So if we remove ourselves from the system, none of that stuff is relevant anyway because you create your own economy. This I'm seeing this in the insurance industry where they talk about the Korean communities that y'all always talk about. That's how they're thriving. They're creating insurances with each other. They're not concerned about if they got a straw man or if, you know what I'm saying? They, they're making sure, should this go down? We got bail bonds insurance over here already. Go get him out of jail. He won't even make it to a sale. It's already there. That's what I'm saying. All that stuff that y'all talking about, I can't say don't do it. I'm saying, but to me, that benefits an individual uh, 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 move. And that's a good thing because you should mind your own business. Take care of yours first. But I'm saying when we bring this you, to the you're collective whole. Well, I mean, that's what all this is in the first place. A business is nothing until you and I go clock in. That's when the money is on deck. But see, but see again, just like just like the conversation that's going on right now, you're talking about step two and step three. But see, they need to be going back to what you were saying about somebody who's already created a school. That's still the template, just like what you're saying. The Jews the Chinese, all those nationalities that you mentioned, that's another reason why they have their own community. They have right. their rule book, and they have those uh, temples that they put that 10% in, and that 10% is used for the community, schools or whatever, mm-hmm. like what you're saying, think tanks or whatever. I tell you, mm-hmm. Yeshiva is one of the baddest universities because, you know, I'm old enough to go back to at least the 70s, and I've always heard people say when somebody needs somebody for representation, get a Jew. They study. Just that simple. And they've always had their own schools and universities as long as I've been. So you're right. They do it all through the church. That's the right. only reason how they get it all. And our church don't act right. Exactly. Well, that's why. That's why that's we gotta make our own. We gotta you make have to make another right. This this country was set up by these white corporations that came here, and the 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 indigenous service they sit over here came here with the, the a thought that they had freedom of religion finally because they was getting kicked out of Europe because they wasn't Christians. You get what I'm saying? Like they they was get, being called witches. They was being hunted down because they. Didn't want to drink the blood from Thy Christ Jesus, you know, and you know this whole thing starts. It's all about religion, you know. And uh, wait a minute, we got. Hold on, uh, I just want to tell the people that's listening on the internet, call in because in about eight ten minutes you only can hear us on the telephone. So the call in number is three two three six four two one five eight six. Three two three six four two one five eight six, and push the one if you want to join 
uh, the round table. And we do have somebody else here, 574 500. 574 Okay, 574. Uh, what about 719-352? 719-352. Okay, 719-352. I am thanking you, Sister Bev, for allowing me to jump on the call, Mr. Ramon over there, and Mr. Thomas. Thank you guys for putting on this call. I am speaking to the young lady that is giving us the information about the um, Social Security cash-in bond. I know I didn't get a call. This is my question to you. Is there a case? Study is there some reference where we might look to find a case study to start this process or to look at the outcome of this process and how it's done? Okay, uh, what's his name? What's his name? Uh, Patrick Devine describes every form I just mentioned. And they now on uh, what's his name Tony King Reverend Tony King described yeah he, Dean Keaton described yeah. every form I just described I mean I just mentioned he got people out of jail but mm-hmm. when I said when they took your body he he told you how he exactly how he got him out one of those was those forms he used those forms so Dean Keaton Dean Keaton David I mean, Patrick Devine Tony Reverend yeah. Tony King Mister Mister Rice talked about these forms. Uh, you even if you go and pull the forms up, read and see what it do. You had to be you had to be a citizen. You had to be, which means you have they have to have your birth certificate. You didn't claim it yet. You didn't you didn't tell them who you are. You're the only ones who signed those bonds. You don't half the time your citizens are the only ones on there. So you can modify anytime you want. This is divine got sick. He had the whole floor to himself because <laughs> he utilized his birth certificate. When you said, how come Harvey Weinstein's not in trouble? He know how to use his birth certificate. That's how. He has no money. He uses his birth certificate. When was that kid that killed that lady? He's poor, but he's rich. He used his birth certificate. Crime is commercial. They use a birth certificate that they got out the problem. That 9091 stopped everything in his tracks because it paid for the whole bond. He left it blank. That's what he did. Ninety ninety one. Tony King, Patrick Devine. Now, yes. uh, if you want to no. really get a, if you really want to get an in depth uh, uh, breakdown, I mean, uh, like a, a a way of hearing this in a little more organized manner, you should go look at uh, Bev's uh, Truth to Power podcast. On um, I, I listen on Apple, but if you go to Bev's website on Truth to Power. Uh, dot com blog, blog talk radio forward slash truth to power you'll be able to see all the best past podcasts with sure. Myron Wright he's the person that that del- delves a lot into this stuff on Bev's show on Sunday and she does that a lot what time do you do that Bev is it eight at, eight in the morning I mean is it in the morning or evenings in the evening no, it's eight in the evening Eastern Standard Time okay so you can listen live on Sundays at 8 p.m. to Truth to Power. Same phone number that you're on now. 
and Myron Rice will have so that I think that young lady did a great job too. But Myron Rice got a whole segment that deals with that. Yeah, and he, and he goes back and tell you how to solve your authenticate how to authenticate your birth certificate. If you go back mm-hmm. to the earlier, if you go back to his earlier shows, he would get to give you step by step on how to get your birth certificate in order. Mm-hmm. And half of that you yeah. can do it online. You can do that one online. Your birth certificate and, online. And, and, and when the when the government sent it back to you, it's gonna have on there full faith and credit. Faith and credit. Mm-hmm. Can I say so now? Clear vision. Mm-hmm. So now we can distribute that activity toward a group fund. Even if everybody involved in the fund don't know how to actually execute the process y'all do, but you empower it by being able to do what you do. You know, this is where now we can create IPOs for our funds. We can put this on a, a stock index and things like that. We can offer it to people, and they'll see what type of things that we are assetized by. You see what I'm saying? And, and one thing I can't seem to find that goes any further than what we're all talking about is other than what I just said last humans, I mean, which is tied to insurance. So, I mean, it's almost like a win-win with this industry. I know people don't always see it that way, but I, I don't think they dig in it as deep as they, they, they may realize on the surface that this stuff is built, has constructed. So, you know, I think a lot of what we're talking about has a lot of useful ways that we can narrow down the focus and that's why I keep saying that the first thing we're going to have to do is set up security. That's going to give us the ability to execute or construct the, the model without, you know, so much burden and stress. Um, and it gives us the ability to benefit from any uh, obstacles that may occur while we're, we're putting together these things. Those, you know, that, that's the whole reason why I'm bringing it up, that I don't think we're going to get too, too far if we don't start learning to ensure our behavior. Or our ventures, because that's really how most people are. As the, as the young lady said, Harvey Weinstein, whether it's this birth certificate or not, mm-hmm. we you you clearly reading that they're telling you insurance companies got his back, but someone don't want to have to pay for it, but they're going to probably have to anyway. Yep. Contract. You know, so yeah, it, it's all part of it. It's crime. It really, he's gonna pay for it. He's gonna pay for it with his signature, because. He got an account. Exactly. They got a, a trust account already. He, he got, all of us exactly. got a trust account. They put all of he's us a, in a trust account. So exactly. he's paying for he's, it himself with his own, with his signature. His own. Even when you win the lottery, where you think who where the money's coming from? It's coming from your account. <laughs> it's still your signature because when you go down there and claim the ticket, you have to sign. So when you sign, they give you the money. It's from your account. So you paying yourself. Damn. That's why everything you do, everything, everything you do, you pay yourself. You everything you That's do, right. you got to sign for. Your paycheck, who you think your job paid you? No, your job didn't pay you. You paid yourself. Well, that's what I'm saying. As a, a as a contractor, I hired people. I saw. I mean, I, that's why I say I, I, I understood the basics of it a long time ago. Ain't no extra twenty dollars an hour there for me if I ain't got nobody show up to me, help me make that extra twenty dollars an hour. You see what I'm saying? It's just until that person shows up to help me with the work or get the job done, ain't no money there for neither one of us. So we're just going on faith. Or as far as clarity, the job. once you have clarity, it's from what the sister's saying. Excuse me for interrupting you. 
But if you if you're basically paying yourself, you know, you're that entity that's paying you. Just like if mm-hmm. you hire somebody, in reality, uh, unbeknownst to you, you've been paying your employees out of your money, but there's supposed to be exactly. ways for you to pay your employees out of their money. That way exactly. your money is still secured. Or well, that's secured. how I do that's what, what, Well, that's what I'm saying. I pay, I pay, I pay subcontractors out of their money. Okay. I don't pay them out of mine. Yeah, that's what okay. I'm saying. I don't do that. Yeah, that's not a practice that I do. If they don't show up to work... Yeah, I'm just saying that's what I've been understanding a long time ago. Oh. It ain't no money oh, on the okay. job site if if I don't show up. That's just as simple as that. At any mm-hmm. job, it ain't got to even be working for yourself. There's no money there mm-hmm. until you punch mm-hmm. in. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Okay. We covered that in the episode on um, Silent Weapons for Quiet Wars. They break it down how they do it. Ooh. And uh, but you know, going back to insurance, I think Thomas wanted to say something. You you want to say something, Thomas? Y'all gave me y'all gave me an epiphany, an epiphany moment. You know, the future system I'm talking down the line, not, not the current system, because this whole system is gonna crash. The future system, the whole thing is gonna work off of an insurance, right? Um, instead of your signature, your face is going to be the insurance. So the, the, your face is going to be your signature from now on. Now, mm-hmm. if you if you look at China, right, social credit is really a insurance scheme. You know, that's all that is. If you go down the street and you got little Toto and you don't pick up little Toto's doo-doo and the camera picks you up, now your 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 bus card won't work. See, they your your insurance they ensured that your best card was gonna work all that time, but now that you went against the rules, you know what I'm saying? Now they cut that insurance off. Now your shit ain't working. Now you gotta build it back up. You get what I mean? Now that's where the credit is. Mm-hmm. You gotta build up your credit now. You gotta, you gotta get people in your community to vouch for you and. See that, yo, Thomas is a good guy, you know. The other day he walked my dog too, and he picked up both doo-doos, you know. Like, and then all of a sudden my car works again, right? I mean, this is where they going with this, you know. So I'm listening to this insurance just like, man, because when you look at the, um, I, I know I mentioned this a lot, the smart contract, which will eventually replace the businesses, replace how we work today. When you go in, you punch your clock, and you get paid at the end of the two-week cycle or week cycle. Now they're just going to contract out all those jobs based off of your skill set, and you put you apply for it or you put your ad out, and they say, oh, I need an electrician. Let me get Ramon. Ramon gets, says, all right, I need a two-month job. I need you to do this for two months, and blah, 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 blah. All the insurance and everything is going to be built into that contract. You get all the assurances, too. Like, okay, you can't get paid unless you show me that the second floor is all wired. You can't get paid unless you show me the third floor is all wired. Each time you show it, you know, you're fulfilling the contract. The assurance is there. It, it's, it's the whole system is going to work off of this insurance. You know what I'm saying? And it's going to be a total insurance system, digital insurance, man. Man, y'all should have gotten thinking. I'm sorry. I had to well, no, that's it makes what sense, it already Thomas, is. Well, that's what the blockchain is. 
Well, that's what the blockchain is, because IBM, when they sell it, if you ever read the IBM mission about blockchain, because they are the, you know, oh, I'm going to say they're the trademark holders, uh, controllers of that um, IBM, when they, if you read their mission statement about blockchain, that's exactly one of the words they use with getting people's attention to get on board with blockchain. Is that it's it's insurance. There, you won't have to worry about you know fraudulent charges or mistakes in transactions and accounting and you know you you know what it's about. I, I don't really have to tell you, but for those that don't know, yeah, it's yeah. about saying, yeah, it's 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 insuring people that. Either you're going to get either the transaction is good or it's not. That's what they're. That's what it's all about. It's not like cash. That's why when you say a social media credit system, I mean a social media system for insurance, it only makes sense because in the social environment, outside of the virtual environment that we all keep talking about, we live that way. If I don't give you a, if I don't give you support towards the reputation that you claiming to have in the hood, then I'm creating. Mm-hmm. A, a risk against you or some type of potential claim against you. You see what I'm saying? You may say you're one thing, but here I am over here saying I I, I, I suspect otherwise. So social media is the same thing. It could create, uh, and this is where why I'm glad we're talking about this. This is why stuff where <laughs> when we think about liabilities and, and slanderous, Stuff can come into play and ruin people's chances of making money, stop their, their their operations. So when I say it ain't always necessary to mention somebody's name, it might be for reasons that I'm learning today why it ain't necessary. Because like Thomas pointed out, once we all started having the conversation, we knew exactly who we were talking about. That's cold. Exactly. We don't need we don't need to say nothing else. And that ensures Beverly that her show won't be attacked. Because one of us did that. You see what I'm saying? I don't have no proof that that person did or didn't. That's rumors as far as I'm concerned. And that's the only way. It would only stand up as rumors because I don't have proof. So if I'm going to ensure Beverly to do business with me is a good thing, then Beverly has to see that I'm willing to reduce every and any possible risk that could arise Injury. from our yeah, that that's what we you have to do that just as much as you want it done for you. Wow. Oh Sam If you can clearly see that your partner smokes two packs of cigarettes a day and you don't really want to be taking care of a sickly person, you may want to reconsider that partner. That's mm-hmm. a marriage. You know, that's that's what I'm talking about. How to get in on those type of assurances. That's what Thomas was saying earlier. Death is assured to all of us. And there's a business for it. And there's a lot of other things that has businesses attached to it that we do daily and we violate that we could be actually <laughs> benefiting on some of our own ignorance to risk at, about life. I wonder. So, therefore, if I go on one of these red banded restaurants, there's some capable funds there, huh? Especially when I get sick. I can't be telling people that, but I would say, why not? Tell them to them? <laughs> That's all so I can say. Order fast food and chain restaurants Wait, take out. Well, just answer this question. Is, is, answer this question. Is it dark where you are right now, yes or no? <laughs> Outside. Yes. Yes. Thank you. 
Um, what I was going to say is this, man. When you look at Facebook or YouTube or I don't know how, Twitter or whatever, but uh, somebody posts something, you give it a thumb up, you just made a claim, an insurance claim mm. on that person. That could go wow. back to haunt them, right? Because you could thumb up a, a video of, of a, let's just say, a, um, a terrorist. Oh, you know, and they showed you how to... They showed you how to make a new knot in your shoelace, and you thumbed up that video, and 10 years later, they're going to use that thumb up against you if, you know, they want to claim that you did something against America or whatever. You well, he thumbed up the, like, you know, the, the terrorist group Al-Qaeda in 2002, you know, like, it'll be used against you. It's all insurance, man. They're just on a digital level. Are you kidding me? Uh, Anti-American sentiment. That's all you're talking about, what? Thomas. That's that's going on today with the red laws. That, I'm, what, that, what? That, 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 that. The new insurance what happen if you're not on people who bet on uh, against your actions, your behaviors. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it's going to be a behavioral-based insurance. It's going to be so huge. You know what I'm saying? I bet by the age of 16. That little John John gonna be smoking weed. That you know what I'm saying? Let's put some. It's gonna be like um, with this um mm. behavioral based system. It's gonna be like Las Vegas, man. They're gonna bet on everything, and it's gonna be called the future market. The new future market is gonna be based off of people's future behaviors. You know what I'm saying? The same way Fight. sort of how they they base how many prisons they gonna build off of how many kids feel uh, are feeling reading levels in the fifth grade or whatever. You know, it's like a Oh, oh, go ahead, sister. I'm sorry. Uh, what 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 will happen if you're not on Facebook, Twitter, and all that? Then what's the your then, phone? Then, 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 your phone. Well, right your now, phone is telling on you. Yeah. <laughs> your wait, phone right is telling on you. Let me finish. Right? I have I have I have four boys and one girl. None of them have. <laughs> I think maybe all five of those kids are broken because they don't have Twitter. They don't have Facebook. And the oldest straight up said, phone is used to make phone calls. <laughs> so, well, it still what does that person call. does? Blog talk is um, social media, what we're doing right now. Someone could say, hey, listen to this conversation we had. Say, oh, look at her talking all this stuff, you know what I'm saying, and use that against you 10 years from now. You know what I'm saying? This record is recorded. It's it's a it's a digital record of this. All this is social media. This is just some of the earlier forms. It moves into more visual, you know what I'm saying? But uh, thumbing up a video on YouTube can get you, you know, that Cambridge Analytica thing, saying, yo, I like this Trump video. Now they target you with ads against Hillary. And, I mean, that's all done through social media um, that you're not even using but you're getting those ads on your phone or on your computer screen now all of a sudden because you you have a friend that's your that's on social media that you email and they they thumbs them up so they put you in a box, you know. It, yeah, that's what I was talking about. Yeah. My son does he does none of those things. Zero no I'm I'm saying no Facebook, no none of that. He even has well, a job calling him Lloyd. Well, maybe you or should ensure your pad. kid Maybe you should insure your kids against your activity then. See, that's what we're, that's what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. It may not be your kids. It could be just you being on this call that 10 years down the road could be one of those things that have an effect on people you have in your life. You see what I'm saying? 
these are things that if you're going to look at it from that perspective, why not look at it all the way around? Because that's what they do in insurance. They say, well, doesn't matter that your son ain't. You are. And as far as we're concerned, you give him the information that he has, so we have to assume that he's the same liability you are. See, and that's another part of the beauty of interjection, but I don't know, but I feel that's another reason why to claim that your birth your birth certificate is is so important because it's evident that she's teaching her little people how to be private and independent. So yes. there's a strong possibility that they might not need nothing from no one because they create their own. That's right. You know. They're yeah. Not part of that but but you still got to secure your wealth. You got to protect it. And, yeah, and but in see, any again, world. Again, that that's that separation. That's that's private. That's still a private issue. You know, just like she's saying. Well, only people, time she say they call up on the job. Okay, I, I yeah, only time, Well, only time private really gets to a point where I think I'm hearing people say. I think what I'm hearing y'all say is that these are bulletproof uh, uh, things. Now I'd be careful to be promoting that to anybody if if it was me. Who, Reason why I would say that. that. You said that. Ain't nobody said. No, I keep hearing. They well, no, I keep hearing. Well, no. Here's what I'm saying. I keep mm-hmm. hearing public and private as though it separates something without a structure. That's what I'm saying. We got to talk about well, what's the structure that makes you public and private? Your and body. Your saying. body. Your can, body. Can I ask you a question? One hand is public and one hand is private, but your body, and they both on your body. Go ahead. Can I, can I ask you a, can, let me ask him a question, Bev. You remember when you was a child and you asked your mother or your father for some money to go to the store or whatever you wanted money for? Mm-hmm. They went in their room or in their pocketbook. They didn't go, into, they didn't go outside getting their car and go to the bank, right? Right. So, so hypothetically, that's basically private. But she pulled, she pulled, but here's what I'm saying. In order for them to get their hands on that cash that they gave me, they had to go into the public environment to, to extract that resource back into right. the private. But that's, yeah, that's what I've been talking still, about. That's fine, but she still gave it to you in the house, so that's private. See, listen, it's, it's just like what you were speaking to earlier when you demonstrated that who signs your signature what you, the way you govern yourself, the way you choose to is free will. So, in a sense, that's private. Even though we're on a public venue, what you choose to put out there is coming from your person, right? Yep. I'm not trying to convince you. I'm just trying. I'm just saying. You look at it that way, or look at the Rockefellers and the Rothschilds and the De Beers. They got there on their everybody foundation. Is. Well, those Tell people hid themselves in. They, those people hid themselves in financial endowments, which is a tiered system of how they are able to function in the way y'all talking about. It's it's a fund that is back fed and front fed. On one side, it's profit fed, and then on the back side, it's fed by nonprofit donations. So, when you speak about them particular group of people, that's kind of what I'm saying. We need to be doing too. 
But they that's had to take steps to that's get that. That's what y'all lose to, then I'm all in. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so yeah, I'm saying if that's what y'all talking about, they then. had to take steps to get to that level. That's where they at now. That's uh, not where yeah. they started out at. Right. Well, that's what I'm saying. And the same steps that we're talking about. They utilize a lot of stuff. I mean, these people deliberately crash their own tra- r- railroad shippings and stuff like that to claim out things. I'm not telling us to be doing this yeah. stuff like that. I'm just saying if you want to yeah. know how these people really got where they got, they used insurance. Yeah. yeah. Yes. You people see, today see. burn down their business so they can collect insurance and stuff. People still do that. Look at 9-11. Look at 9-11. That man, whoever owned that building, those buildings, sold those buildings to his wife so she could put new and, and triple insurance policies on the buildings. And what happened two, three days later or whenever it was after she, he sold her the buildings? She See, let me share right? something with y'all. I don't mean to cut you off, brother, but here's what I'm trying to say. I'm trying to get to the grit, grit, grit of some of this stuff. I had to ask myself a question because we're going through something right now, and it's called gentrification. And in some of these areas, they may pull stuff on us called eminent domain, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Check this out. Now, see, this is what I'm trying to say. If we can see our own demise coming, if we get ahead of it, we can benefit off of it and establish ourselves. Maybe you have to uproot yourself. That may be what you're struggling with. You don't want to uproot yourself. But I ask the question, is it... Uh, insurance is there insurance out there for people mm-hmm. called up in opportunity zone activity? Well, some of the opportunity zone activity means you're going to see eminent domain being exercised on communities. <laughs> so I wanted to know, is there an insurance policy for that? Here's what they say: insurance company to offer eminent domain insurance, and this is you can find this article if y'all care to. At H as in Harry, J as in John, P as in Tom, A as in Apple, HJTA.org. The article you're going to look for is insurance company to offer eminent domain insurance. And this article was written by John Cooper on May 12, 2008. So somebody, they already beat us to what I'm talking about. So consider how many people didn't benefit off this that don't know about what I'm about to read next. When the subject of unusual insurance policies come up, people usually think of Lloyd's of London, the vulnerable insurance syndicate that has been insuring almost anything for over 300 years. In addition to writing mundane policies, Lloyd's has insured Tina Turner's legs, Keith Richards' fingers, and even Tom Jones' chest hair. Now, we have a San Diego firm offering to write policies that some observers might find just as odd, but sadly could be a prudent investment for California property owners. The Ward Group LLC, in partnership with Amwins Group Incorporated, is offering to write policies to protect property owners against losses suffered if they become victims of eminent domain, the government taking of the private property. A value safeguard policy would provide up to $200,000 to cover loss of market value when the home is taken, plus 
up to 50000 to relieve the expenses of moving. The use and abuse of eminent domain has become a major issue since 2005. I'm not going to read these court things here. They also have another article where the attorneys are telling you about the 1033, which is almost like the 1031. What they're pointing out in here, this is why I say we need to know about certain stuff. If you get caught up in an intimate domain situation, if you're forced to take a compensation, you will be treated by the IRS as a taxable income, meaning whether or not you wanted to sell your house, you took, they made you take the money, and the IRS, instead of recognizing you was forced out your house, says, well, we see that as you sold your house. Now, there's some, some, there are some options you can exercise, the 1033, okay? That kind of puts you in a situation, say, no, I, I wasn't trying to do that. I, I didn't sell. These people kicked me out. Whatever would you do? IRS works with you a little bit, try to say, okay, we ain't going to put that on you, but we're going to give you three years to get rid of, the, I mean, to spend that money. So the reason why I brought that up is, as you see, they have things out there for these demises that, it's almost like they're telling us it's going to happen. The best thing you can do is share in the pie with us because you don't have the, you don't have the force right now. It's not to say you can't, but you don't have the force to, to hold off this, this herd that's called an opportunity, an opposing force that's coming in on you. These are things that we should be going, maybe we should craft together some type of fund as a whole. And going to these communities that we already see is getting ready to be bulldozed over and start getting them signed up into stuff like this. Find some agents in our neighborhood that work, you know, that, that will work with us in, in conjunction with stuff like this and help to contribute towards the fund with activity like this because it's going to happen. And we all on the same page. We're just saying that we just need to know how to no, do private, public. We all saying the same thing. It's different. We all get to the same place. We one person might take one one street, and another person might take the freeway, but we all end up at the same place. And only thing I can offer to that. That's why I said from the way I'm coming. If somebody knows another way, I'm hey, let's do it. That's what I'm here for to find out what we'll can do it we do. Both ways. Well, you exactly. get the private equity fund. And I agree with you. I'm saying the way I'm presenting, the only way I know at this point in time, is through private equity funds. You know, they provide all this stuff that everybody's talking about, it seems like, you know, through all this discharging, distributing things in one organism. That way it's self-contained. So when y'all speak about it, it sounds a lot like private equity funds. And when we were speaking about this last week, remember the brother that came on told us about the book, you know, uh, what a mighty power we could be is he was saying the same thing. Right. You know what I'm saying? This is exactly how we get there. Because like I said, everybody is not sophisticated yet, and it would take too long to try to get everybody caught up on some of the information that you guys are talking about. We can't wait like that. That has to be incorporated at y'all level. You may have to be brought in as the administrator of these type of affairs. I don't know what type of department that would be, but we'd find out. Can I say one more thing? Yes, go ahead. Yeah, sure, I'm listening. Okay. Going back in the day when Marcus Garvey had his um, 
day in the sun, so to speak. All he was speaking on was the right of will and unity. And there were so many people who were participating, who were synergizing with that belief system. So there's always um, offices in every situation, even though Marcus Garvey, even if looking emphasized that he wanted to do things exactly his way, he didn't want nobody's information. There's still a collective, you know. People pay tithes in church because their grandparents did it. They don't think or ask questions where that money goes to. But as long as there's an agenda and as long as it's guaranteed that it's for, for legacy, you know, you could ask most people today, would you give your child your job when you retire if they're old enough to work? And they're going to say, hell no. But it's different, of course, if they have their own business. And that's exactly what you're speaking to. So that's, that's all I wanted to say. Thank you. As far as putting the key people in position, of course, and having an agenda. Sure. I mean, we got insurance. I want y'all to look up this word or this phrase. It's called limited liability partnership. Limited liability partnership. Every law firm I ever worked for was a LLP. It will be whatever the name of the firm is, LLP, Limited Liability Partnership. So that firm can uh-huh. operate either public or private. However, the partners, right. they have limited liability. So you can have some partners that only operate in the private and some partners right. that only operate in the public. That's what we, you know what I'm saying? That's uh-huh. what we're saying. Yeah. It protects That's what everyone because if that partner in yeah. the private messes up, then they're the only person that's going to be held liable because everyone else has a limited liability to that partner. You understand? So well, as long that, as the mm-hmm. business, so uh, it's, this is different than the LLC. This is a partnership, which means that it could stay private, 100% private, and um, every partner has equal say. Uh, so, you know, you could, in, as firms grow, the bigger, the bigger, the this is how they judge the size of a law firm or an accounting firm, because those are all LLPs. Is because how how many partners they have. So this firm has two hundred partners. That's a small firm. You know what I'm saying? This firm got two thousand partners. That's a big firm. You know, so that how many partners you have? That's how much liability is going into that name that everyone's working for. You know what I'm saying? But everyone's liability. Either on the individual level is level is limited. So when Anderson Walker Anderson got caught doing Enron, their partners was able just to move on to the next firm and not be held liable for the fraud for that their one or two of their partners pulled. You know what I'm saying? Those two people get held liable, everyone else is free. It's a limited liability partnership. Yeah. I mean and that's what these funds that I'm talking about that's really all they are. You know, they're just more broad. They're they're broadly constructed because you can take those LLPs and form because in a private equity fund, you got to at the top tier there's a general partnership. So you can take multiple LLPs and create them as the general partnership of the fund, and they also can be the contributors to the fund as well. 
while also benefiting inside the trust that makes up the whole fund. So there's a lot of structured stuff that goes into this, well, to, and a lot to of what y'all talked about. To start a, to do to get this rolling, if we really wanted to do a limited liability partnership, we need to find people who have money that want to invest in this, and then we have to make those people called principals. Principals have the power of partners, but they are not a partner. They have zero affiliation to the company. However, they reap the benefits because they put up some money. You know what I'm saying? So all these firms work off of principles. Usually the head partner's dad and uncle or somebody who put up the money to get them rolling or however it works. But without that, that startup or, you know what I'm saying, someone to sign that paper that has that, that got that credit that can just get everything rolling, you know, it, it's really not going to, you know, go anywhere. You've got to have money to yep. start these things. Well, I mean, I, and I agree that you got to have some currency. How to generate a movement of capital within inside of a fund? That's what I'm saying. It's kind of we got to kind of look a little different. You know, I know Auntie Bev and I talked a little bit over the week. You know, we were talking about banks and stuff. You know, being your own bank. I mean, the movement of a bank is only one thing. I mean, the bank itself is really nothing. It's the bank holding company. So what we're doing when we come partner together, we're creating a holding company. That's 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 value in itself already. Because what remember I said earlier, if you're willing to put up your annual income, you have just made that fund valuable. Doesn't have to be no cash sitting in there. You're taking on the risk because you're committing through the partnership. That should that risk arise or something come alive, that we if we got to contribute towards Doctor X getting out to Atlanta or Hawaii, you've contributed to that, mm-hmm. or you've agreed to do that. Now, what I hear everybody saying is, how do we make this thing generate its own capital? Well, you first got to put something in, and then you make that capital start generating residuals from other stuff. This is why. You know, if if we continue to plug at this, I do believe we'll come up with a creative way to see these things come through. Some of the things I mentioned earlier, I think that's your cash cows right there. Like, how many of us got nephews and nieces and sons and granddaughters and, and grandsons that are out here doing sports that are generating money? Just because you don't want to admit that they over there taking dollar fifty cents, seventy five cents, you don't may not see that as money. Being made off your 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 offspring, but that's very much what they're doing to get the the thing that you're looking to do. So I'm saying this ain't gonna come easy. You can't just pull up and say everybody's gonna discharge or write off something. That's my point. You got every everybody. Some people may know a whole nother way of doing it, but either way, however way we know how to do it, I'm saying can we combine this under one roof and make it all work together? And if people are willing to put their that I mean your your whole value to this right all there. is is are we going to insure each other? That's what this is all about. That's why you know when I started the show earlier, it's about marriage. It's saying we got to have a quid pro quo go down this year. We got to go to black women that ain't even listening to this message and say, hey sister, if I can help you make some money doing what you're doing, you might even have to change your role right now. What you're doing. 
But if it's that important to them, just like it is to us, you may get them to go and you may be able to solicit them to go and set themselves in a status to go get the to get those funds that you're asking, where can we get this money from? Where it's already me and Auntie Bev talked about this, some of the stuff she does fits right within it already. And the money's just waiting for her to go get it. If somebody wants to help her put together a business model, maybe a mission statement or something, so we can present or she can present to the Detroit uh, you know, down at the municipal to say, hey, this is what I do with wellness. I got radio. All this radio, this radio show is therapy, mm-hmm. whether y'all know this or not. Yes, it is. Used as audio therapy. Yeah. We don't recognize what value is. That's why I keep saying the more I hear people talk about cash, it kind of tells me where you're at with this understanding. It's not to say you don't understand. It's saying there is no cash. It's us. We're going to secure yep. it. We're the currency. Mm-hmm. You're the currency. That's what I keep. It sounds like you're scared to be responsible. That's what, <laughs> I'm not knocking nobody. I'm just saying this is how it's going to go down. If you say you my brother's keeper, that had a lot of insurance value in it. Yes, indeed. That's why don't nobody say that no more because don't nobody want to be no brother, no brother, nobody's brother's <laughs> keeper. Uh, I think sometimes it's because of, it's because of the, the character of the individual that they say that they that's my brother. <laughs> sometimes too, but overall, just like what you're speaking to, man, what, what what needs to be done will be done because um, it's evident that we're all still on this call, and this is who we mm-hmm. are. And this is what we do. It is really all about the willing because it just like they say, it don't take a hundred thousand to get something done. Because with the mm-hmm. things that you're speaking on. The information that that sister uh, spoke to when she got on the call, same thing with Myron Rice talks about, you know, and even some of the information Brother X, Robert X, the the good doctor speaks on. You know, all this stuff basically goes hand in hand. We just, like you said, need to formulate it and decide exactly what we're going to need to do next, and it needs to be talked about in another environment. Just as well, Dr. X, the way he presents stuff is the future of what we know what not to get into or what to get into. That's See, that's what I'm saying. All this stuff to me has been tied together. You know, you got a reconnaissance team. You got a research team. You got a wealth and, I mean, you got a health and wellness team. All them people are on this line right now. You got a CPA mm-hmm. on the line. She know who I'm talking to. A corporate CPA at that. So we ain't on here just busting our chops for nothing. You know what I'm saying? I'm just trying to motivate the ones that's already here with us to figure out where do you see yourself in this and how can you give of yourself. And the reciprocation that comes out of this is the the collective efforts we're all putting in it. That is monetizable. That's what's up. I'm going to tell you this. Well, my shoes, I'm already barefoot, so what's what's next? (laughs) I threw my hat in there. I threw my shoes in there too. Y'all remember G Money from um, New Jack City? Um, yeah. G-Money, he, he killed the Omnia Brothers Keeper when he was smoking the crack pipe. Like, am I my brother's keeper? Yes. You know what I'm saying? He killed that, that bomb, man. You know, the visual, the visual of that just killed it, man. You know what I'm saying? But, um, yo, I like the, the way everything is going. My my thing is this, man. You know, it's no way, it's no reason to reinvent the wheel, the wheel, 
You know what I'm saying? We see how everybody else is doing business. To me, this this time right now that we are moving into, if, if you were afraid to do business for whatever reasons with each other, it, 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 the technology will eliminate all yeah. fears. You're going to have yeah. blockchain. All the money is going to be accounted for. No one can touch it. It's going to be no excuses. So why not start now? You know what I'm saying? We we see a million goods and services that we that are needed in the community. We don't even need to be in that community to run the business anymore. I was telling y'all about the smart contracts, which run strictly off of due diligence. Like yo, I you want to do this job? Okay, it's paid two hundred. You get paid four hundred. Yo, once you have completed, you know, send me a picture of it. If you see the picture, you send them the two hundred. Everything is done. You don't even have to be hey, in that state anymore. You know, everything is working through a contract, which is insured. You can insure those contracts just in case that person doesn't do the business. You might still get a portion of the money anyway. It's like everything is about to change. And the excuse of us being black, that could pretty much, because this, this is all going to be pretty much like the private. It's going to run off your damn phone. It's not going to be like you're going to need physical space to have a business. or you need is a computer. You know, and a way to say yes or no and send the money here, send the money there. I mean, it's just going to be simple. I, I see us like, you know, um, the old way of doing things is about to be over. You know, I mean, Man, everything cool. is pushing toward a brand new way of doing things. And we could be at the cutting edge of that right now, totally running a business. No one ever got to see our people. So they got to see that they get paid and we get paid and we could just – be all around the country, never ever met each other, but be partners. You know what I'm saying? Just like that other law firm or an accounting firm, they never met half the partners. They in Singapore, they in Hong Kong, they all over the world. But they bringing in money for the company. And once you get it to grow, you know, I mean, then you branch it off, you know. But everyone else started, they, they uprise this same way. If you name every other, you can and see. Mm-hmm. And to me, it's like, to me, this is like what what Trump is saying: make America great again. If you want to make money, <laughs> mm-hmm. this is the time to make it. If you want to sit on welfare, he ain't gonna help you. But if you want to make money, this is what yeah. he's saying: you better come on and get busy. Because the door. Man, open. look at what they're doing. That's why I said we ignoring one of the most obvious things. That we just mentioned earlier in the show. He telling you, I'm I'm willing to help y'all get money off this opioid thing here. The opioid mm-hmm. thing ain't just on opioids. It's about pills. It's about a lot of stuff. But I'm saying if you just need a, a motivation, this is why I'm saying this is the calling card for black women. I'm not telling you anything that you shouldn't hear other than they made a lot of money in the crack years becoming drug counselors and everything when your ass was out there smoking the pipe. Or your brothers and sisters are smoking pipe. A lot of y'all feel like we need to have some type of reparations. I would say that's a nice handout that Donald Trump put out there. I think it's like fifty billion. That's a start. Well, you know what I'm saying? saying about that, it just takes five or six females in one place, or men too, who are working at a nine to five doing some type of social work that. 
hey, you have to come together and say, listen, man, let's just start this this organization, uh, help help the help the opioid addicts dot com, apply it to the state together, okay, and then they're gonna grant us money to actually start that business based off of the model that we came. They don't even have the business yet. You know, it, it, Trump is eating mm-hmm. that up a lot for opioid addicts, of course. But let's not forget a whole bunch of opioid addicts. They keep trying to make it seem like it's just a white thing. Opioid addicts have been in our community for years, you know what I'm saying? And it happens. Yeah. You still see people doped up, leaned out. You know, I mean, it is what it is. So you need that service, too. And these pills that yeah. these kids are on is, is, is all opioids, and all of those are covered by as drugs. The only one they don't cover, which to me is racist as hell, is codeine. Because that's the number one drug that our kids is on. They drink in that codeine, but somehow that doesn't apply as their opioid of choice. But all the all the rest of them seem to um, apply to it. So, but um, but then that's where we come in. That's where we come yep. in. That I mean, we who's sure. gonna look out for us but us? So that's mm-hmm. so we it, can do the codeine. We could do all of it. Right? Yep. And then find right. our own But, but you're saying they're not doing the coding. Well, I got exactly what you're saying, but now you're seeing where I'm going with it. Like, yeah, like yeah. what Ramon was saying, we could do this right now. It's free money. It's free <laughs> I mean, money. You talk about walking <laughs> yeah. in and signing for it. All you got to do is <laughs> yeah. walk in there and show that, yo, I got my social workers license. Here's my signature. These is my five friends who's also social workers. We're going to do this together. How are they going to deny it? It's what is your... The, check, the budget. Well, check this out, Thomas. I mean, to add to what you're saying, I mean, I ran this by my mother. You know, she's still on the line. She can tell y'all what it, if it can be done or not. She actually mentioned us getting group insurance. She can help us get that. Group, you know, group health insurance and stuff. These are things that we need to get after. But one thing I can honestly say is when you think about that opioid stuff, you're totally right. It ain't got no color to it. And that's something I noticed. And then something that, you know, they many of the ladies in our community got stuff like insurance. They, they once upon a time might have been insurance agents, just didn't take it serious. Now, if they go back and reactivate something like that, as I spoke with my mother, here's something we could probably set the ladies up to, to model is – you know, that falls under health care. The community, th- those are things that the community talk about. You see what I'm saying? They, how do you model yourself into that? Well, maybe you're educating people on what actually these, because you know what the most underrepresented insurance is? It's Medicaid. I did not know this. Medicare made it Medicaid. They make so much money off people who do not know what the hell is going on with Medicare and Medicaid. Number one insurance, if you know how to interpret Medicaid and Medicare, you should get into a private agency for yourself and have, and start taking on clients as an advisor. I would look into that if I were you. But it is so much money involved in what we're talking about right now, just in that little section. We ain't got to go no further than that. Health and wellness, we're doing that right here. If you, if you want to look towards the future and rest in it, and being a social worker or something, and what you what you should do is apply yourself to trying to figure out a way to get people off of marijuana. 
Because that, once it's legalized, it's going to be. Oh, they're going to fight you all. It's going to. No, no, no. Hell yeah. No, no. It's legal. It's going to be plenty of people. It's going to be plenty of people that smoke weed that want to stop. And they're going to be looking for some treatment. I agree with your question. See, see, you done you pulled me saying? back out of you pulled me back in out of silence. Why do you think they've been playing that movie, the damn uh, zombie apocalypse? Where do you think they're gonna get yep. the damn zombie song? <laughs> right. Yeah. right. Well, I think um, Doctor X pointed out that that's gonna be those those um SSRI drugs that they're gonna have everybody zoned out on. What did he call that? Uh, With the weed. The they putting it in the weed. Yeah, we have yeah. it. Oh, they're gonna put it in the weed. They're gonna have it in the pills. But all I'm saying is this: we know that once it becomes legal, it's gonna be thousands of people right. that's gonna need to get clean urine. That's gonna need to get off the drugs for you know what I'm saying. They're gonna be willing to pay money. So, uh, they have insurance. Will be able to be billed. For people that's looking for marijuana treatment, willingly, not forced on them, willing people, you know, just like right now, if I was to pull up the village voice, they got the ads in the back. Smith Coke, come see this person. Smoke weed, come see this person. <laughs> you call the number, they tell you come in to Columbia Presbyterian Hospital, and you know they're gonna, they, you know, they running an experiment. They're gonna give you the coke. You know what I'm saying? But they're going to give you a little bit each day. They're going to give you some weed, but they're going to give you a little bit less each day until you weed yourself mm-hmm. off of it. It's, it's all a, a hustle. And, I, I mean, that's going to be – if you can sell some weed that has less effect than the other weed that still gets people a little high, that's going to be a big business. And trust mm-hmm. well, me. The insurance industry you know, is already uh, in it, Thomas. They, they already doing mm-hmm. what you're talking about. That's funny you should say it. The guy – I want to get on the show, uh, Tony Lee, who, by by the way, his mother is uh, Barbara Lee, representative. So we get this guy on there. Y'all get a chance to get to talk about You can ask him your questions. You can talk directly to them. He said himself he's been fighting with his mother them about some of these, these health laws and stuff. Me and him got a conversation Monday at 930. So if y'all got questions, you want to, want me to talk to him, this is a good time to start thinking about what you want to say to him. Or if I can get him on the show, he can answer it directly. But we definitely need to, because we're running out of time here. So, you know, I just want to be able to say to the family, it's just been a good conversation. I think this is the start of something. At the same time, we need to try to figure out truly who's serious about this, putting that effort into it, and, and, and then we can pull everybody else in later. You know, it may take six months to a year before you even know that it went off and now you're being informed how we can use your help as we progress the, the, the this thing further. Mm-hmm. Can I ask a question? Yes, please. If, if we establish a foundation, there's plenty of different parameters and things that you could tie to that foundation. I, I think that's more independence than a, a nonprofit. I mean, just like over the last, I think, 10, 15 years, everything basically is a ministry. Prime example, if you're a private psychic or if you're some kind of health practitioner, they want, you know, a lot of people have to go online or that's what they chose to do, to become some kind of minister, right? Because so that's what they call it, some kind of ministry. So that, that puts you somewhat in business, but, you know,
know, you don't have to go through all of those rigmaroles, right? So if we establish some kind of foundation, and there's a lot of things that we can tie to that, just like you're saying, a ministry or a department of um, agriculture, uh, distribution of, um, you know, commercial products or whatever the case may be, uh, a part that donates to uh, nonprofit organizations or home schools or single mothers with, you know, gifted children, whatever the case may be, you see. It's like you're saying, um, just an idea. Yeah, I mean, so many. Man, I think that's excellent the way you said it, but it doesn't even have to be, not to take away from what you said, I'm saying it doesn't even have to be as as broad as the foundation. That's where those those funds give us the the ability to, 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 basically what Bev was saying about the Rockefellers, that's what the private equity funds are. They allow you to take in money on both sides. It's a self-feeding organism. It prof- it has one side, which is the partnership. That's the profit. And on the back side of it, you're supposed to have something like what you just said, a foundation. Here's a good example of what I'm talking about, Red Cross. Okay. That's the best example I can give everybody. Go check out the Red Cross structure, and you'll see exactly what I'm talking about. They have a profit side, like like y'all keep talking about, public. Mm-hmm. Then they have the Red Cross side that your ass donate to on a regular, freely. Mm-hmm. They ain't got to give none of that money back. They ain't got to tell you what they're doing with it. All they have to yeah, do is right. they have to get out of it. It's just show that the money has went to the environments or the areas that they said it was going into. That's it. No that's child the left behind. That's why they can go to Haiti. That's why they can go to Haiti and truly not leave any children behind. But the the key thing that the Red Cross, the Red Cross in the Salvation <laughs> Army, those is both Catholic church organizations. You know what I'm saying? So they work it through that. So they, they benefit a 501c3 and a 501c4. And they operate tax free because they're a religious organization. I mean, that it's straight. That's totally illegal when you really look at them. But you know, what can you say? They go and give people some um some dirty clothes and you know after they had an earthquake or something. You know what I'm saying? Oh. Um, yeah, we're not trying to operate uh, like that either. <laughs> yeah, I thought that this was, um, this topic was so good that we had to revisit it this week. And I know last week um, Ramon wasn't able to um, get off everything he needed to get off. You know, I think it's a brilliant idea. Um, next week, I don't know, Bev. I came up in my my homie sent me this information on, and you know, I try not to be too metaphysical. But man, this is metaphysical, man. That's but what I we need. Into this. I, it's um, 1260 time verse 1320 time. Um, 1260 being um, the time of money, the time of the bankers, the time that we're under now, the Gregorian calendar, and 1320 being the the time of spirituality, the time of the galactic right. time. And how do we get that? Is that head? a book? And I, no, nah, man, it's a website that he sent me to, you know, he was talking to me about it. And he said, man, okay. you know, forget explaining it. I'm going to send you something. So he sent me this to this website, and I've just been all over this. And then I just got into this mind symbolism and all types of stuff. You oh, know yeah, I want to read that. It's called, 
Yeah, I'll send it to you, Bev. But um, okay. that way next week, because I know you you all over the spirituality. You'll be right on it. Yeah. But under this time, yeah. under this calendar, my birthday is actually going to be this month instead of in August. You know, because mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. Mind, based off of the mind yeah. calendar, their calendar started at July 26th. So I right, think that right. even next week, I'm sorry, sister, I'm going to just end off with this. Uh, if my if my man's willing to do the show and I ask Eddie too because Eddie's the number man, uh, I want to really right. do a good metaphysical show on um, this God time that we we, we could and even like I always say they trap us in this time. We can yeah basically use that calendar instead of this. That's killing them. You know what I'm saying? And y'all ain't mm-hmm. the time if we using that calendar, the 13 moon calendar. But either way, um, instead of thinking about a digital noose, because I didn't get into that today, I think I might do the okay. time. Talk to Eddie and my man tomorrow. And Ramon, love you. Great show, brother. And go ahead, sister. Hello? Hello? Am I still on? Yes, I thank you. I Thank you. Thank you so much. My brother uh, is very, very necessary for you yeah. to bring out the metaphysics and all of this yeah. because even with the insurance, even even with everything, even uh, what Brother Ramon said about the uh, Medicaid, mm-hmm. uh, I'm having such an issue here in Cochise County. But anyway, you bring the metaphysics on uh, because it's very, very extremely necessary because at the end of the day, everything that was talked about on this show is, is strictly metaphysics, period. So thank you for, for even voicing that on this third day. Thank you. Thank us. Thank you. Thank you. Thank yes, ma'am. Third, third day communication. Yes, yes, it's it's very very yeah. important. You know that that's what that building. I have to I have to tell you again, that building that Napoleon Davis created, even the building out here that's twenty minutes away. It is it's a it's a temple, you know, and it has a lot to do with. Chicago, um, it, it, it's, it's very metaphysical. And the building in uh, Muskogee, Oklahoma, is extremely uh, uh, important because the metaphysics of everything that we talked about tonight and everything that has been talked about before and everything that is going to be talked about afterwards, these are the things that must be taught to our young newcomers, the babies. Yes. Even before they get out of the womb, they are to be taught. And these buildings are in strategic Locations, period. Yes, yes, mm-hmm. yes. Yeah, I think that that's another show we got to do. That is the metaphysics of architecture, because they got <laughs> a lot of this <laughs> stuff they put there. We built that stuff way before. They just put a new face on it. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, it's all that, all the way yeah. There. And uh, yeah, Ramon, we built the White yeah, House. Ramon, 
Because he's been all over that muffler and, and how uh, uh, that's, that's, that, that's that gilded. Yeah, that's that gilded yeah. area. Y'all, the area y'all talking yeah, about. The facade. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When you look at all the major cities and you look at some old buildings that people like New York, for sure, people from all around the world come here not to look at the new buildings, to look at the old buildings. Old that buildings. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, mm-hmm. and then when I look at it, when I'm looking at the building and they have the garage or something open, you can see layers of bricks where it was another building way before they just put a face over this building, right? And then yeah. when you look at the architecture that was there originally, it's our architecture. They call it Greek, uh, Greek and Roman architecture. That, that architecture not... only exists here. And they bought it yep. over there yeah. under the, the Dodeco ever. They touched that up. Yep. That's that gilded uh, era. I, I used to watch a lot of car shows on the weekend, man. And, um, they started having some car shows in Cuba. You know, them guys be having the 57 Chevys, and they be putting Peugeot and European motors in them because the United States put an embargo on their ass. And they drive them cabs down the street, man. You think he was in the damn Bronx. You see some of them damn buildings, man. <laughs> because it's our buildings. Oh, <laughs> Ain't no telling how old them buildings are there or here, just well, like you're saying. Well, if you want to really get a good insight, go get your builder and take him with you to some of those places y'all y'all got under question. They can discover if there's face. It's called fascia. Y'all know it as foam or veneers, brick. You've seen mm-hmm. that stuff. Uh-huh. It's just mm-hmm. fascia. That's what we call it in building. Mm-hmm. And many of people are not hip to the techniques of making things look old, like staining it yep. with coffee. Smoke, uh, uh, cigarette smoke exposed, so it looks like it's been aged, but it really is. Yeah, right yeah. yeah the stuff is very. The best example of this is Las Vegas. Go to Las Vegas. You're gonna see Caesar's Palace. You're gonna see Kemet. You're gonna see all this stuff looking old as hell, but it's brand new. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mhm. It was a good That's show, Thomas. Thanks for letting me come. No Thank you, Bev. Love yeah. you, Bev, for the, having us on the, on the platform. And um, to the well, family. Well, appreciate it. Yeah. This is the information. And, and the family, too. This is what yeah. 2020 Thank you, is about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, <clears throat> thanks, everybody. We got like a minute left. So thanks, everyone, for joining us. And I'll talk to everybody uh, Monday with Dr. Robert X. Much respect. Even, uh, even the architecture they call the Ptolemaic architecture, that's all Orientalism. That, that, that didn't exist before the 1900s. All that stuff over there, frauds, fake, over the old and white people on there and stuff. That, that's all casting. Right? Yeah, they're fake all people. Right. That's if they are people. Making the world healthier, safer, and more efficient. That's the mission for IT professionals at Lidos. And right now, they're looking for the next generation of innovators to help transform the business and change the future of work. Excellent pay and sign-on bonuses available. Security clearance required. Put your software skills to work with Lidos. Learn more at Lidos.com slash PHX2. That's L-E-I-D-O-S dot com slash PHX2. 
Here's three great reasons to get the new Samsung Galaxy S21 5G at T-Mobile. One, it's free for both current and new customers when you trade in an eligible device. Two, T-Mobile's the leader in 5G coverage. So three, you can unleash 5G speeds in more places with your new phone. Get the new Galaxy S21 free at T-Mobile, the leader in 5G coverage. Phone via 24-monthly bill credits plus tax. If you cancel credit, stop and balance on required finance agreement may be due. Contact us. Qualifying credit and consumer plan required. See details at T-Mobile.com.